Attention, this is a matter of national security. After a meteorite crashed into the New Jersey Turnpike, the following digital audio transmission from the You Watch I Listen podcast was intercepted by NASA scientists in the year 2019. The You Watch I Listen podcast is about to start. Sit down, listen close, and try not to die. The You Watch I Listen podcast starts now. Home Depot uh, in Kansas had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, take it out, take it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, suck it nice and slow. <laughs> Couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. Oh, suck it nice. <laughs> what did he do wrong? He's being Charles Manson all weird. In the middle of it, he cuts her off and goes, Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, take it out, take it Dude, out. Dude, now I see why people followed Charles Manson. He was very straightforward. Yeah, he had the right idea. It's time for the You Watch I Listen podcast, and always remember, don't sniff it, just do it. Hi, hi. hi by the time you're fe- feeling this, by the, time you're he- <laughs> by the time you're hearing this episode, I will be... God, I regret right I, now! I will be sorry, in, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. in Utah. Oh, thanks, Josh. <laughs> so I'm glad we pressed record because Josh is having like a, having a, a, a nervous breakdown. Yeah. He's having. My name is yeah. He's having issues. Yeah. <laughs> better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He's having some issues. Uh, we're trying to get the because today's oh. Thursday, which is also the first night of uh, the NFL season. Uh, the NFL celebrating a hundred years mm-hmm. this year. Uh, it's the Hall of Fame game, and these two fruits teams are playing each other um, in a rematch of the 1998 Super Bowl. And who won that Super Bowl, Taylor? I think it was the Broncos. And who lost that Super Bowl, Josh? I, think it was. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, the highlight of that Super Bowl was that what's what the hell's his name? Tim Dwight ran Tim a Dwight. he ran a, a punt back that game. I remember Josh, that. Josh, I actually had someone asking me today. One of my guys on my forum how does that the exact quote was from my friend jeff who's a saints fan and he said how does some schmuck from new jersey become a falcons fan i feel like falcons fan is more jeff from i just said he's a saints fan so take a guess i don't fucking know bob's a saints fan well he's from louisiana he's from from the bayou so 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 how did you become a falcons fan tell our listeners because actually all three of us are fans of non-local football teams which is nice so uh, I am famously uh, gay. Uh, yes, that as well. <laughs> I almost spit um, everywhere. I am uh, famously a, a video gamer, right? Okay. And okay. Uh, when Undercom- I was a, when I was a little kid, do you know what my favorite video game was? Uh, so NFL stupid. Blitz. No, Brett Favre's Quarterback, quarterback Club on N sixty four. I and, also owned it, and I was so mad 
when the Broncos beat the Packers in the Super Bowl that the next year when they faced the Falcons, I was like, yeah, go Falcons! And I just kind of stuck with it. Okay, so that, that's, that's fair. Me, that's a very justifiable reason. I was seven, you know? It's like, yeah, you were stupid. Yeah. You know, you've grown up a little bit since then. A little bit, just a little. Um, and Taylor, how'd you become a Broncos fan? I just started watching, because like, uh, my mother was a Cowboys fan growing up. So my I watched, mother I, was a saint. <laughs> so I, I, was, I always watched a lot of Cowboys games, but I was like, this Aikman guy stinks. Yeah. I'm like, I can't stand him. The most unimpressive Hall of Fame quarterback next to Namath. <laughs> yep, yeah, right. But uh, like the other thing, like I was watching, and I'm like, it was like I watched Terrell Davis and John Elway and Rod yeah. Smith, and you were Bill Romanowski when, when that was going on. You're at the age where you could understand it a little more. Yeah. And you know, you got to see back to back Super Bowls and Elway ride. I even remember me being young and being a Dolphins fan and just seeing like Elway oh. go out like that. I'm like, that's fucking cool. Well, Imagine that was if same, Marino went well, out like that. No, he just lost but that by was, 63 points. Th- like, that was the whole thing where like I thought uh, Pat Bowen doing this one for John is uh, that's ingrained in my brain forever. Yeah, and then, no, El- was, and, and then Elway cool. doing it again full circle when they that, won in 2015. That was cool for that horse tooth jackass. Hey, listen, um, doesn't matter. It's I know, fine. I know. I'm just still calling him a horse tooth jackass. He does look like one. Um, so this is episode 64. You watch, I listen. Uh, we are recording on a Thursday because. Currently, when you're hearing this, I am in Vegas and Utah on my vacation that I'm looking forward to very, very much. Cool. Um, Wait, so you're I'm, going to Las Vegas? I am going to Las Vegas. And then you're going to Utah? I'm going, yeah, I'm flying into Vegas, driving to Utah, then back to Vegas. And then are you going to go to New <laughs> yes, Hampshire I'm going, oh, to, and Washington? <laughs> and we're going to Wyoming. <laughs> we're going to Delaware. <laughs> I was watching that episode of Spell Show today. I wouldn't have thought of that otherwise. Howard Dean. And what's funny is he was considered... I love lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> I, watch, I watch the L word on Showtime. <laughs> <laughs> he sniffs his finger. Um, what's crazy about Howard Dean is he was like considered the front runner going yeah, into the was. 2004 election. I remember that. And then that completely derailed him. Think about oh, where we've gone since then that a guy freaking out on stage in 2003 made him ineligible for the presidency and where we are now there's so many crazy things going on did you know i learned this on twitter today did you know that obama was a republican oh i heard that he was a right-wing republican yeah that's um i i did watch the debates and this is not gonna be a political conversation but i did watch the debates the last two nights and what i like to do when i watch these things and this goes for both parties i like getting really inebriated when we were still living together taylor we did it and i was like i think it was a republican primary i'm like yo this is crazy i think we did do that we We got really fucked up we're sitting there watching the debates and I remember I look at Dan I'm like well, you know we could be like watching the league right now and he goes but the debates dude I said this is a horror movie <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> um, so how was your week Taylor I guess short week honestly short week it's really really n- not that great just because like everyone's calling out of work my parents went on vacation so who's left to pick up the slack yeah, I you, am you. And, it, and it stinks and it stinks but I mean I, I welcome the responsibility and you sure. know it is what it is but it just it's annoying when everything gets dumped on you last yeah, second of course that's, that's the part that I mean, sucks my whole week has been prepping for not being here for a week which means the week I get back is means I'm catching up from a week I wasn't here I remember so I remember you going away on vacation and you texting me just like yo guess how many emails and I'm that like was when 60 we, or that was 70 when we came back from Texas yeah 60 or 70 you're like try 3,000 yeah it dude. was 3,000 emails I get about an average um, this is a slower season about 120 to 160 emails right. um, in the time between my shift ending and me going back in mm. and now you're considered you know if I come back when I come back on the weekend when I come back on a Monday yeah right it's about four or five hundred yeah so put, easy right. put that over a whole week um yeah. josh how was your week um having a tough week in general just a lot of stuff going on at work and uh 
not watching uh, The Witch and just yeah. sitting to watch uh, Endgame two nights in a row. You cunt. Hey, it's been a tough week. I'm gonna watch what I'm gonna watch what I want to watch. If there's any movie that make you feel good about how shitty your week is, it's Endgame. I guess it's Endgame. I could agree Honestly. with that. Yeah, The Witch is not exactly a feel good movie. No. no, it's a brilliant movie. It is, but it's not a feel good movie. No. Um, you know who we're having a better week than? Uh, um, wait, hold on. Dol- I-, I had one. Dolphins too. Hall of Famer uh, Nick Bonacati died. Uh-huh. Um, he's a dol- uh, linebacker Hall of Famer, the, the, NFL Hall of Fame. This segment is just. This segment yeah, is just tur- whoever. This no, I'm saying no. Th- th- no, like this. Se- yeah, this segment is turning into people who died. Who died. This week. Well, we are having a better week than them. I mean, and um, in this is not too. being joking for a second. Um, today we lost uh, the great Harley Race, one of the all-time great professional wrestlers, that. one of the greatest tough men in the history of professional wrestling. Andre the Giant said there was only two people in the world that he was afraid of: Haku. And Harley Race. Well, Haku, um, certainly uh, so. Yes, and Harley Race, uh, he pulled a gun on Hulk Hogan once. Okay. Uh, he won the very first King of the Ring tournament, became okay. King Harley Race in his end of his career. Yeah. Um, he was famous when he met women. He had to be careful when he shook their hands because his grip was so strong, he broke women's hands when he shook them. Who's, who, I think Ric Flair said the same thing. You, well, here's another crazy thing about Harley Race. He was, one of the last, he was one of the last people to talk to Owen Hart before he died. And want to know what he said to him? Make sure the rope don't break. Oh, wow. I wish I was kidding about that. No. He also was one of the last people to see the Million Dollar Man's father, uh, Iron Mike DiBiase, uh, who died in the ring. He had a heart attack in the ring. He was wow. there for that as well. Uh, so the great Harley Race died today. Um, without Harley Race, there is no Triple H. Triple H's entire style was inspired by Harley Race. Uh, so to the great Harley Race, uh, if you do get a chance, go back and watch his old stuff. Old, old matches. He was an incredible, incredible performer. One of the greatest heels ever. He was the manager for Big Van Vader as well um before bobby heenan was doing it before jim Cornette was doing it he was uh an incredible incredible athlete i don't know why i said bobby heenan though um so yeah we lost uh those two guys this week. yeah yeah um all right why don't we get into our reviews from reviews. last week and then into our picks for this week uh do you want me to go first yeah you go first okay so you went to a concert last week you saw john mayer and you said that he played the anniversary tour i guess he just played the album he, he, he uh, like spur of the moment even instagram live that just like you know i've never done this but i'm gonna play continuum for the first time ever and so it's you gave me John Mayer's Continuum, and I've stated several times, even before we were doing the show, I always ripped on John Mayer, but I always acknowledged, great guitarist, love John Mayer trio, yeah. but I had never gone deep into his albums. The yeah. only one I think I listened to, like start to finish, is the one with Daughter on it. It's probably Room for Squares. Um, that's a really good album. Room for Squares is like a really good record. So, yeah. I obviously knew Waiting on the World things. to Change, yeah. one of his biggest hits next yeah. to like Body is a Wonderland and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that song, starting the album right off, kind of sets the tone for the album, because the biggest thing I could say about this is an extremely easy listen yeah it's i don't want to say it's like light fm but in terms of soft rock that's kind of what it is it's supposed to be something that's very easy to listen to nothing feels strenuous you don't need to think too much it's a very smooth album specifically musically it's so smooth and you could put it on you could put on like in the background as you're doing something it's it's, like okay this is nice it's very calming it's relaxing um the song you highlighted to me was gravity which i gave a four i didn't give any song less than a three i'll take that so while i didn't necessarily love the album because I wouldn't say this is something I'm rushing out to put on. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Musically, it's Musically, his guitar playing, and this goes back to what we said last week. um, Eric Clapton said the best guitarists he's known were George Harrison, John Mayer, and um, uh, Jack White. Jack White. Jack White. 
And that's what I could tell you. He actually, his guitar playing reminds me a lot of George Harrison because there's no showing off. Even though he can very well do that, oh, easy. he plays very easy chords. His progressions are very, very smooth. It transitions the sound of the song. Some other songs I gave fours on this uh, were The Heart of Life, Vultures, Stop This Train. Uh, there was there was four four songs in a row, um, which was the heart of the album for me, the meat of the album. Um, again, nothing got less than a three. I don't think there's any real critique I can mm. give this album outside of it's not the typical thing I listened to, which yeah, you're well right. aware of, yeah. but I did come to a deeper appreciation of why people like his music, because while I openly admit I like music that makes me feel, whether it's depressed or angry, or right. even makes me laugh sometimes. It enhances the feeling that you're currently having. This this to me was like the feeling of uh, almost uh, euphoric. Like, it was very calming, and it was like upbeat. And even the stuff that was a little more serious yeah. didn't feel like it was trying to make you blow your brains you, out. You, it wasn't you, like all apologies. You, 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 oh my god. Yeah. No, you get like a... Uh, like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like a relax. It's like you just had a nice yeah. uh, cup of lemonade yeah, on a exactly. summer day. <laughs> yeah, right. Speaking of lemonade, sorry, really quick. No, um, on Friday, uh, the <laughs> landlord the lemonade. landlord in ears, like, we randomly decided, oh, the carnival's in town. Let's go get Zeppelis. And yeah. we, it's a good idea. It was really? It was last week. Oh, that, sure. I said Friday. Yeah. Unfortunately, I go there, and that night, the Zeppeli people weren't there. They were at a wedding. Well, fuck them. But what do you mean the Zeppeli people? Well, I know them, actually. I okay. know the family, and I've known them forever. But... They did add a new stand that was uh, deep fried Oreos, okay, funnel cake, okay, and Oreo funnel cake. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, so I'm there was no say, issue here. I'm saying there, there's no, there there's no literally issue, no dilemma. And I got a big lemonade. Yeah, how, and that's how you do it? Did they give you a paper I, straw? I, uh, no, I actually have. Like, dude, literally, look what I have written down right here. All right, good because I have a paper couple, straw. I, I have a couple. I have a couple. <laughs> Wonderful. Awesome. Um, we got the cup. The lemonade came in. Like it looks like it's a carnival, and then randomly on it is Barack and Michelle Obama. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give what, continuum. Uh, going back to the album, John Mayer's continuum. I'm going to give it a three and a half out of five. Uh, because I'll take that. There is no knock I can give to it. No. it it's not necessarily my style of music but there's been albums like that you gave me before that I didn't enjoy and I actually enjoyed this I, I get the appeal of John Mayer now and I have nothing but respect and admiration and I can no longer say that fans of John Mayer are stupid because yeah. there's nothing to be stupid Josh why are you buying something I'm not I'm doing a two week trial of uh, YouTube, YouTube TV oh, okay YouTube TV that makes sense we okay. can watch the game oh, we but, uh, but the- I, find, I, I just found out that Sling TV is not available on Mac OS that sucks. Yo, that's yeah. so lame. It's dude. stupid because they have an iOS app, so why wouldn't? That's it very work interesting. No, but uh, just, uh, to go back, just to reiterate a point that you said, he doesn't show off. He doesn't show off on the album. No, no, of if, course. It, no, live. I'm saying if you go see him live, it's a completely different story. Oh, he, it's he absolutely rips. He rips. Amazing, I've seen enough dude. videos. Even like when he first came on the scene, I absolutely hated him because he represented what I thought would be a problem in rock. The guy that's supposed to be like this badass off-screen. The guy that he, I always compared him to, and I hate this guy. is the lead singer of Dashboard Confessional. All tatted oh, up, uh, and he writes these ham, heavy-handed. Vindicated. I actually like that so, song. I yeah, like that no, song. I know. That's right, the right. first Spider-Man soundtrack. Oh, what but the hell is, he looks like he's yo, this badass, and he's like Chris. Yeah, Chris Caraba butchered. Like he did a song with Neck Deep. Like they did a re-record where he he say, he sang a verse. They did one with Mark Hoppus. They did one with Chris Caraba. Okay. They performed the song with Chris Caraba at the All Press Music Awards. So naturally, it was a fucking shit show. He forgets the words and Ugh. doesn't sing the chorus. I've only ever seen and one band live that forgot the words and that was Franz Ferdinand you know I, Trivium for me Trivium Trivium, trivium open for Trivium was dope dude though. yeah I know well, tri- Trivium, tri- was trivium open for Iron Maiden and halfway through the song he goes fuck and he's, and, at and least he acknowledged <laughs> it Franz Ferdinand walked off the stage and didn't of finish their set of course they did those uppity I wasn't cunts. there to see them anyway I fucking hate Franz um, okay so the movie I gave you, you gave was me. Magnolia from one of my favorite directors uh, Paul Thomas Anderson who did There Will Be Blood Boogie Nights um 
recently he did uh, the Phantom Thread Inherent Vice ensemble cast a yep. shitload of people in it and one of the more complex Pat, stories he's told in the movie Patton Oswalt sighting Patton Oswalt's in it this I was Tom it. Cruise's last Oscar nomination as well I could see why yeah okay so, so well, let's start from the top shall we sure 15 out of 10. Holy shit. Dude, it's a mind-blowing um, movie. Because I love movies that have such like intricate dialogues. Why I love like stuff that Aaron Sorkin writes or anything Tarantino. like Tarantino. I love that dialogue. Scorsese. And the stuff that the, the, the one thing that really blows me away is that there's there's this like massive cast of, uh, cast of characters and you're like well why the fuck are we doing all these different things and as you're watching the movie you're like alright now I'm starting to lose you're starting to lose it a little bit but then like everything slowly you start picking up little things you're like oh, like, oh everything's connected how is everything connected mm-hmm. then it expands and it gets more and more and more and then this thing happens at the end of the movie that kind of pissed me off which I was thing like, go ahead the, I mean uh, the, the part where like it just starts raining frogs, frogs what correct. the fuck is that so the frogs um, just to give people like I, I honestly like justification for like how old this movie is. Roger Ebert could talk when this movie yes, came out. Yes, that's true. Roger Ebert could. He well, he also was alive. <laughs> he wasn't just a good talk. He's Th- been dead for a while. This is this is that moment. What? Roger Ebert's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's been dead so dead, dude. He's been most dead. And even when he was alive, Th- this that genuine moment we talked about. No, he's, what? He's yeah. He's he's been dead for a while. Holy shit! I, Josh, could you really quick tell me what when he died? <laughs> Because I still don't think it's as close as to when I found out John Ritter was dead, which was like six years after he died. Jesus Christ. Ebert's been dead for a solid three years, I want to say. And no. at least three. No fucking <laughs> what, what year? 2013. <laughs> so you guys are tied. So you tied me with John Ritter. High five, Taylor. Okay. Okay, so yeah, Ebert was alive. He did love this movie. So <laughs> um, yeah, he um, did. He put it The thing with the frog. So the whole Christ. movie's happening, and you think you're reaching this climax, and John C. Riley's driving. Yeah. And all of a sudden, frogs ah! start crashing down. Yeah. And um, they cut to the little boy that was on the game show. Stanley. And he was almost supposed to be like, um, there's a lot of religious overtone to this. And the reigning of frogs is in the book of Genesis, obviously. End of the world. And he says, and the kid is sitting there as the frogs are falling. This is something that happens. This is something that happens. He's supposed to almost represent a prophet. He's yeah. the only one that is telling people what's actually happening. And everyone else is becoming victims of circumstance. Right. The whole movie is about circumstance. Well, I was going to say, so... To- just to just just to go into it a little bit, this is probably one of my all time favorite John C. Riley performances. I love great how it. great he was in it, um, and how great he is as an actor. Um, His range is so underrated when you think about dude, it, because we know him as Hal Notton Jr., Steve Brule, Steve Brule, <laughs> Step Brothers, all these different things that he's known for comedically. Yeah. And but people forget that he was in Days of Thunder. He was in Dolores Claiborne. Dude, I, he was in Gangs of New York. I was gonna say even people, even though it's not that great of a movie, he was great in Stan and Ollie, huh? honestly. What? I can't. What, ad reads. Ad reads. I know. We'll get to it. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. No, but like, we're this is off the cuff. Okay. Th- thank you, though, no, but Josh. We were, Good engineering. But we were doing, like I said, it was the room my fucking train of thought. But, uh, John C. Riley, his no, range, his acting. He was great. I'd say he was pretty good in Stan and Ollie. Uh, but Stan yeah, and Ollie was very good. Um, the one thing I do want to say, too, is um, as much as we love Tom Cruise, this is the first time I've seen him in a movie where I truly hated him. Oh, his um, character was detestable. Such Deuce chills the entire time when he's playing just the like the, the chauvinistic no, like. Wait, what, uh, what, what was his catchphrase? It was like uh, protect the cock, conquer yeah, the cunt. Yeah, protection. and I was like, that's and a really like, good. It's, catch- it's, it's I, pretty I need a funny. T-shirt. Like, like, <laughs> give it to my grandmother. Like, <laughs> Happy like birthday, it, it's broad. pretty funny, but. <laughs> But there's so many different things. Julianne Moore was absolutely fantastic she's in this. Great. She has this one scene where she's talking to the lawyer about her mm-hmm. husband who's on his deathbed, 
and he's in the hospice with Philip Seymour Hoffman, who happens to be in it too. Correct. And, and he like, was fantastic. He's his, so his good. His character brought a, like a, a tenderness to around all these people. Yeah, it was really that nice. Were horrific, almost. Yeah, it was super nice. The other thing too, I really liked is like there's a scene she's talking to the lawyer, I guess, and she's like just like it's like oh I never really loved him, I fucked him, and I married him for his uh, money. I can't tell you how many cocks I suck. That's my quote actually. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like all these different things, and then like at the end she goes, well I actually love him. When he's dying, she actually loves him. It was like a little fucked up. There's so many different... This movie reminded me... It was like a better version of Cruel Intentions, and I hated Cruel Intentions. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's like everyone's fucking each other, and everyone's doing shit behind each other's and back. The, we the weaving storylines, again, were yeah. so well done. Luis Guzman was in it, too, on yeah. the, the game show panel. I mean, he's, he's talking shit to the kid. He goes, go pee shit, your pants over here. That, that shit was so funny. But it was There's good. I felt so bad for the kid, Stanley. Yeah, his dad and his was father, such a dickhead. His dad was an asshole. And then the, 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 the scene with Tom Cruise at his father's bed was incredible. Very his powerful. acting in that. And it, you hated his character at that point, and you're like, you. It almost makes an understanding of why he was this way all mm -hmm. the time. Yeah, he, you know, he loved his mother, had to care for, her, and this was the only time he had control in his life was over women and seducing them and things like that. Yeah, for sure. And the whole movie, just the way it plays out, it it's so brilliantly told. And in nothing in the the movie, even when the frogs start raining, the way things are happening, you're not sitting there like, all right, what the fuck? Uh, no, like I it's hundred percent. Well, I mean, it is like a what the fuck because frogs are raining, but it doesn't feel like it just took you from a you know a comedy into a straight up horror movie. Yeah, right. The way things are happening. You don't know why things are happening the way they are. From things like John C. Riley being a bumbling cop to meeting this woman who had a noise complaint to going on a date with her, talking about him being a bad cop, the kid rapping to him in the beginning, all these and then, weird and then the, the kid fighting Julianne yeah, Moore, exactly. Or I would say even the daughter, or the whole over over overarching story with the the game show host and his daughter He's asking if the daughter had been molested had by been molested him. Yeah, with the wife leaves, mm -hmm. like all that. This it, he tries to kill himself. The house gets set on fire. Dude, it's an absolutely fantastic movie. I um, had a feeling you'd like it because these kind of stories, I. Think think you like when they're very complex yes but they kind of they, they stay in the same lane it doesn't get ridiculous yeah exactly it's and very again, real the there acting so many, is so next level there were so many situations throughout this movie where it felt genuinely real because mm -hmm. like these things happen all the time I'm sure and Julie, it's, like, that it's a situation, fucking three hour movie and it zips it definitely didn't zip it, for me maybe because I've seen it a bunch of times it definitely didn't zip but I wasn't it didn't I, feel I, like three hours no it didn't feel like three hours it didn't it felt, feel it like you like were watching Titanic no on two VHS tapes oh Oh, that but, worked. you know, that's how you could tell if if a girl is legal, <laughs> is if she's ever watched Titanic on two VHS tapes. <laughs> or if she says no, I have it on DVD. You say you're too young for me. You're too young for me, <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, uh, but I will say definitely. Uh, fifth, yay! Uh, a fi uh, Fifteen out of 10. fifteen out of ten. Wow, absolutely okay. fantastic. Um, all right, why don't we do our ad reads and we'll get into our picks. Um, um, we switch it up this week. Did we? Yeah. Should I go first? Well, yeah. You have the important one. Well, NFL season's starting up now. Yes, it is. It is starting up the Hall of Fame games tonight. Your favorite team's uh, first game of the season is just a few weeks away. It's pretty crazy how close it is. It's only, yeah, it's only and, a month, uh, dude. And MLB season is approaching the postseason very quickly. And if you love sports and you love your team, why not make some money on it? And you know if you want to make some money, who you should choose? Who should I choose? Pretty shim simple. Shimple. Pretty shimple. Pretty simple. Pretty mash, eh? <laughs> pretty simple. You should choose BetDSI. <laughs> and why should you choose BetDSI? BetDSI has been paying winners for over 20 years. BetDSI is the top-rated betting site on betting review sites. Got that right the first time. Good. You can use your sports knowledge to make some extra cash. BetDSI has an extremely user-friendly interface and mobile site. They have the fastest payouts in the industry. It's pretty simple. 
You play, you win, and you get paid. BetDSI offers betting options on everything. Bet on MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, UFC, and all other major sports, politics, reality TV, esports, virtually everything. Try live, bet- live betting at BetDSI where you can bet on games from start to finish, every game, every minute, until the very end. New members will get a 100% bonus match by using promo code YWIL. <coughs> That's promo code YWIL as in you watch, I listen. And you'll get more than double your money to start winning immediately. I play there myself and I recommend BetDSI if you want to start adding some excitement to the sports you love or any other sports you may be watching. Once again, go to BetDSI.com and use promo code YWIL and get this limited time 100% bonus offer and you'll get a free $25 wager to test the waters. Don't miss out and go make some extra cash betting this season. It's only a game until you bet it at BetDSI. Now. Fucking do it! (laughs) That's right. All right, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaPerosi. Yeah. All right, so are you thinking about advertising? Yes. Yes. Call Lobo Sound. Do you need a website? Yes. Josh, that was your cue. Call Lobo Sound. Lobo Sound's world-renowned commercial production and website construction in English, Spanish, and Polish made Lobo Sound a fixture in the Chicago radio and digital advertising communities. But Lobo Sound isn't limited to Chicago. Alaska, Atlanta, Toronto, Toledo, Hawaii, New Jersey, New York, Montecito, California. It took us seven weeks to figure out what state Montecito was in. We could have just Googled it within 20 seconds, yeah, but, but no, but we had to be jerk Just Google about it. it. But just Google it. Wherever you are, Lobo Sound has your back. <coughs> I almost died. <laughs> Perfect. If there's any time for that to be used. Yeah. I don't know why that is fucking hilarious. That reminds me so much of Jim Brewer. Lobo Sound helps you reach your target market effectively and affordably. Reach who you want to reach, when you want to reach, on all devices and applications. For more information, call Lobo Sound at 630-244-9704. That's 630-244-9704. Or visit www.lobosound.com. That's www.lobosound.com. Mention you watch I listen and get a 10% discount. Once again, that's 630-244-9704. Now, guess what, bros and broads? What's that? <laughs> the theme song. Uh, Jim Fence, Link Podcast, is bringing video into the mix. Not only can you continue to listen to iTunes of Google Play Finn's Music. Finn's got a bad back. He missed this week's episode. I don't care. And Ken Boyle filled in. Now I care. <laughs> he filled in. It was it was Ken Boyle and Fudge. I listened to a little That's bit of it. Google Play Music, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. You will now be able to stream, uh, watch them stream their episodes every Saturday at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Your favorite booze-consuming podcast will be discussing sports, video games, and embarrassing drunken stories. Streaming on Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer. Go to these links that I will read to you right go now. Go to these websites. <laughs> you can't read links and go to them. I could read the links. They just have but to you type can't it re- in. You're not reading a link. You're reading a font. Yeah, but like... A, a link is only a link when you're looking I at it on a computer. <laughs> what was that? No. I listen, you <laughs> listen here, you queer. I like how you just stopped it right there. <laughs> yeah. Twitch.tv slash Shots for Likes Podcast. Mixture.com slash Shots for Likes. Or visit ShotsForLikesPodcast.com and click on the YouTube icon on top to watch on YouTube. Drink with us. And as always, don't no, be cunts. cunts. I like how we gave them, like, they put don't be cunts, but we made an actual catchphrase. Because it's funny. Yeah, well, it's funny when we do it. Yeah, it's not funny uh, when All right, let's get into our picks for whoa, this whoa, week. Oh, you forgot one. You forgot one. Who I, no, we're not doing Blue Chew right now. Oh, get. I love it when Josh is funny. Because this is great. 1877 Cars for Kids. Brrrah! K-A-R-S Cards for Kids. Yup. 1877 Cards for Kids. Donate your car today. 1877 cars for kids. 
K-A-R-S cars for kids. Oh one day seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with, with a, a K. K. <laughs> We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One day seven seven oh, cars for kids. K-A-R-S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. That was as good a, as good a use of that sound clip as humanly possible. I, I love that. I love that. And you just stepped on my big toe, you fucking gorilla. I don't even care. Oh, oh shit. All right, let's... <laughs> my eyes are dry from not blinking. I blinked once the that entire is time. absolutely that's amazing. A, that's a full minute of uh, no blinking. That's oh, my great. eyes hurt. Um, okay, let's do our picks this oh, week. my uh, eyes! Taylor, we decided we were going to do something oh, a little different. Um, I was going to give you three bands, and then you were going to give me an album by one of those bands, and you were going to name three movies to me, and I was going to give you one of those movies. Yeah, yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, who's going first? I guess I'll go first. Okay, so name, so the, name the, me the three movies three you're Three movies. Of. Uh, we're going to be... Blah, 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 blah. We're going to do uh, Dawn of the Dead, the original. The original? We're going to do Day of the Dead. Okay. And then we're also going to do Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Ooh, 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 shit. Yeah. You're making this very, very difficult on me. Um, I've, man. I've, I figured okay. there's got to be I'm like gonna, an OG one in there. I'm going to take out Snowpiercer because you put two of my favorite horror movies against each other. Um, you've never seen the original Dawn of the Dead. No, I've seen okay. the remake, which I like a okay. lot. I'm going to give you the original Dawn of the Dead, though. All right, cool. Um, I believe this came out in 1978. It was filmed right in Pittsburgh. Um, and this is widely considered among the 10, 10 to 15 best horror movies of all time. One of the most iconic um, you know, the remake was actually a decent remake for what it was, but this, the thing that the remake lacked that this one had was the intelligence of it. Um, George Romero, what he did with his zombie movies is while the zombies were there and they were happening and, you know, he did the show, the slow zombies, which mm. is what I prefer. All of his movies had a, a social commentary to them. Okay. Night of the Living Dead was about the Vietnam War and racism in the military. Uh, Day of the Dead, for example, was about the, um, even more so about the military complex and about the way females were treated in the military. Um, Dawn of the Dead is about mass consumerism. It's filmed in a mall because this was at the height of the shopping malls and shopping centers coming up across the country and people okay. gravitating towards them, uh, going away from their mom and pop shops and how people would gravitate to it more than anything else. What Dawn of the Dead became renowned for, however, was the use of practical gore in the movie. Ooh. The Godfather of Gore, Tom Savini, this was one of his first leads on uh, makeup and uh, special effects. And you don't really get to see the full fledged gore until about the last 20 minutes you know like every Tarantino movie the last 20 minutes it's just, fucking just violence yeah the last 20 minutes of this one shit goes down really? okay. leading up to that it's a lot of dialogue it's a lot of conversation it's very okay. isolated it's very intimate there's only a few characters in it um, but this has stood the test of time uh, they've tried remaking it they did a decent remake but what the remake didn't have is that charm it was basically I think the Dawn of the Dead remake the first 10, 15 minutes of it are brilliant. Okay. The lead up to the mall is incredible. That opening scene is incredible. They get in the mall and it starts getting a little slapstick for me. Yeah. Very entertaining. It's oh, more like sure. an action comedy. When, when, did, when did this movie come out? 
1978. Okay, so that this makes was his sense. second in the Dead trilogy. It was Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, and then he did three more, uh, starting in 2004 with Land of the Dead, Diary of the Dead was 2007, and then Survival of the Dead was 2010. I want to say, okay, Survival of the Dead is not very good, um, but. Dawn of the Dead features the dad from Keenan and Kel as like the main star, Ken Forhey. I've met him before. Okay. Guy's a monster. Was he a fucking chiller? huge. Yeah, he's been. I met him at Chiller. Yeah, chiller yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I watch this movie twice a year. Uh, it has yeah. completely stood up for me consistently. You've there, been talking about this movie basically since I met you, and I've never seen the original. I've correct. seen the, the remake and a bunch of if, times. It, just don't go into it expecting the remake that is no. like balls to the walls in your face. It's go, yeah, it Appreciate the, the dialogue and the way things are happening in it, and then read into it a little bit about the filmmaking of it yeah. and how it goes. I, it, for all the people that were like zombies on it, like the extras, yeah. all they got, they got a dollar because they legally had to pay them. Well, yeah. And a shirt that says, I was a zombie in Dawn of the Dead. That's cool. That's awesome. I would love to do that. The, so pick for the, the week, George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead. I say, the remake of Dawn of the Dead reminds me very much of like the first Dead Rising video game. Yeah. Well, where do you think Dead Rising got well, the I was idea from? Say, right. Yeah. I mean, it's it, that's absolutely true. But every zombie thing that has come out since Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead have direct homage, sometimes rip-offs of his movies. Yeah. Um, I, like I told you, in Stranger Things 3, the commentary in the first four episodes of Stranger Things was exactly the commentary that was used in Day of the Dead, and it made sense because they were using the music. Okay. Um, so... I'm very excited for you to watch Day, uh, Dawn of the Dead. This is actually uh, a movie that Brian Hansen and I bond over is the oh, original really? Dawn of the Dead. Brian Hansen, oh. shout out. That's yeah. just someone he, I haven't talked to in a Brian's minute. a good dude, man. Yeah, I, actually, I talked to him on Facebook just last week. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, we are talking about Tarantino. because I he saw, saw. Yeah, he saw before I did, I think is what it was. He's the one who got me into the matinee showings. Like, just go in the morning. Hell no yeah, there. dude. It's the, that it's doing awesome. that or going, like, the last showing at a theater at night is yeah, the best. it's awesome. No um, which is what Steli Claus and I did That's um, yeah, for Tarantino. Okay, so I'm going to give you three bands now <laughs> okay. for an album. Um, the first one I'm going to give you is a band that you've given me an album before, and it's been my favorite album that I've gotten on the show, so The Wonder Years. Okay. That's one. The other one, band you have a tattoo for, Valencia. Okay. Okay, and the other band, Coheed and Cambria, hit me with an album. Wow, okay. Those are three bands I was not expecting you to give me. Yeah. Uh, wow, those are hard ones. So I can give you oh, I can give you one from the Wonder Years. That's great. What? No, you know what? I'm, I'm going to give you um, my favorite record of all time, but it's actually by Valencia. Okay. And it's actually the exact tattoo I have on my back. It's uh, Valencia's We All Need a Reason to Believe. Um, I know. I've heard you. I'm sure you've played some of it for me yes, before. I absolutely have. Um, this album... I should have asked you for a Foo Fighters album. Imagine it's a band you have a tattoo of Foo Fighters. <laughs> I, I, I probably would have given you Echo Silence, Patience, and Grace, to be honest. I've heard that a million times. I know, I have too. Okay. Um, or Sonic Highways. But regardless, uh, We All Need a Reason to Believe is their best is the best record. They only have three out. Um, they took a hiatus for about eight years, but when this album came out, it was their first release on a major label on Atlantic Records. This was the time when the starting line kind of blew up. That whole emo scene sure, kind of blew sure. up. And um, a lot of major labels were taking um, risks because they saw the success yeah, of the Paramore, My Chemical Romance, even the used commercially. Correct. And they wanted to kind of expand that bring more bands up right I, miss, I missed when the used was really, really their first good. like two albums yeah, dude. and then they were one of those in, bands that fell off like, in, in, unbelievably so hard. Well, hard. So hard like the incubus kind of fall off yeah. well i'll tell you uh the uh newer used record i believe it's called uh revolution is actually revolution heart so they had a nice little bounce good. back yeah very I've good seen bands do that where they suck for a period of time yeah. and then they come back like there was a part where there's two albums by thrice that i just won't listen to yeah it's a double album kind of thing yeah but, i remember you were telling me about that yeah. but again this this is the height of that um they were dropped immediately after this record and I, it blows my mind that they were because this is 
front to back there, the best. There, what's your favorite song on the album? Oh God, honestly, all of them. But if I really <laughs> no, if I really had to pick one, like this is one of dude, the few it's a kid bands. From Little Giants with the booger. Ew, dude. Um, if I like, this is one where I know every single song, every word to every single song. But if I had to pick one song, it would have to be "Free," and then I would also have to be. Um, uh, uh, where did you go? Where did you go? Is an absolutely incredible song as well. Um, this is my all-time favorite record. Um, if you, I think it's important that you give it to me, then I literally just gave you one of my like five favorite movies ever. Yeah, so because like this this album came out, it hit me like a ton of bricks when I was like seventeen years old. Ten years getting comfortable with your sexuality. Sure, but t- but <laughs> He's like still not. O- over ten years. That's not true. Over ten years later. Oh, he's out. The mo- uh, the movie. The, oh shit! The Carol album. <laughs> who cares? The album is still my Great. all-time favorite. Okay. It still holds up. It is cool when you can have those albums that made such an impact on you when you were young, mm. and then you could still listen to them, and those same kind of feelings, like the yeah. things you felt the first time you heard it, you could feel them. Like, when I put on Slipknot's debut self-titled, Ooh. that's still, I could get that same, like, intensity that I felt the first time I heard that when it came out when we were, like, in fifth grade. See, that that's me with Subliminal Verses 3. That's the first time Sub- I ever heard it. Subliminal Verses with Toxicity, that can oh. still bring back every feeling. Tools, Enema, Lateralis, they bring back those feelings. If if, so, I, if I ever hear Deer Dance live, dude, one Deer time Dance, in my life, Needle. Oh. If I hear prison, 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 prison song, prison, prison song is oh, my shit. So good. All right, so let's get into this one. So I just actually brought up Tool, but you actually watched uh, Maynard on um, Joe Rogan. So what do you think? Not being a big Tool guy, uh, he's a very interesting guy. Um, I, you told me to look past the pretentiousness because it's very much there, it's, and it, it doesn't mean oh, yeah. to be. It's just no, the it's type just, of guy he is. Yeah, I it's mean, not like there's a lot of these musicians that say the same kind of things, but yeah. then they're in the headlines and they're all about. They're on social media posts in their personal life. Maynard literally lives exactly like he says he does, the, which is I like that how genuine he is. There were th- th- here's why. Get that off the fucking yeah, screen. There's just an ad. There's um there's there's a couple things that Joe brought up that I love that he brought up because a lot of people that interview people like Maynard James Keenan or or, or other artists will not will step will try to like stem away from like the controversial issue. Yeah. And within the first twenty minutes of the interview, he goes, "So uh, so whose idea was it to not release Tools Rec?" And Maynard James Keenan immediately goes, "Like, well, it was my idea." Yeah. And I was like, "It's an internal thing." I, you know I actually what I mean? really like, liked how we talked about how the band like he was very honest about how they can never agree on anything. Yeah. And he I so upfront about it because they are doing their own thing. Very much one so. of them, and each one of them, they literally craft it individually, and then they try to blend the music into one song, which is why this is taking so long. Yeah, and being a Tool fan and being a Maynard fan, it's cool to see him talk about his other ventures, whether it's the winery and making ciders now. Yeah, and he owns a jujitsu place, and now he has a yoga place. I have I have a lot of respect for people that that will not let one thing define them; that they yeah. just have to do a million different things. And I have a lot of respect for that. He just seems like a very odd guy. Oh, he's a really, really odd guy. You know what I mean? But like, I, I think I don't know if I told you this story about um, a guy that I, I knew at, at the gym. Yeah, Snap. Yeah, yeah. Um, Josh had met him a couple times. I'm but sure. He, older guy. He's probably in his mid forties. Huge Tool fan. Like me and him started talking at the gym about Tool. And uh, they keep, every week, like, when do you think we're getting something? And he would go, because they sometimes only play the Midwest or only play the West Coast. And he always goes out and sees him on three shows, whatever tour it's on. He's seen him like 60 times. And I see him at the gym one day, and he's like, come here. He shows me a picture, and it's him and Maynard. I'm like, what? Where the fuck did so you meet him? He's like, I, it was my birthday. I'm like, oh, happy birthday. And he's <laughs> like, my buddy said, all right, we're going out to dinner. Dress nice. I'll explain it to you when we get there. Mm-hmm. So he goes with his buddy. So he had no idea. He goes up. They go to this building. They take the elevator up. And he walks in. And he's like, I walk in. And I just see Maynard. <laughs> and my buddy pulls me aside. He's like, all right, you're cool. 
don't talk about Tool. Everything else is fine. Yeah, right. He doesn't want to talk. And he said that, you know, Maynard was awesome. Like, we talked about wine. We talked about APC. We talked about Pusifer. And he's like, Maynard was fucking cool. And I think the main reason he probably doesn't want to talk about Tool is, one, that whole input from the band. He doesn't want to speak for them. Now, hearing that, it makes a lot more sense. The other thing is, Tool fans are like this weird mafia kind of thing. They're probably... So what's new album? What's new album? What's new album? They're probably one of the craziest fan bases in the, you know, metal progressive rock genre that right. I could think of. Okay. They are rabid. I would say rabid is the best word to describe them. Okay. And one of the themes in a lot of Tool songs and APC and Pucifer is fan bases and how crazy they can be and how phony they are and just in general the phoniness of it. And I don't think he likes that. Yeah. He He's very much about the art of whatever whatever he's doing, not just music. And I like the things he was saying about um, everyone being so plugged in. And like after I was listening to that, I was like, all right, when I'm done, I'm turning off my phone. And I kept my phone off the rest of the night. I, I was think like, I'm just gonna. He was sit for a little. He was. He said, go talk to someone, a stranger. He, he was. Yeah. And then Rogan to me he was like, that's how you're gonna get. You're gonna get someone stabbed. Yeah. But no, he he made a great point about it. Again, it's his five year old, but his five year old playing playing a game on, mm-hmm. on on the iPad, and it's like, oh, you gotta come to dinner, and she threw a shit fit. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's like, so right. And I'm thinking about it. Like, what would I do when I have kids? Like, am I gonna be like, oh, just play away on your phone as mm-hmm. I'm sitting there playing Madden for three hours and ignoring them as they're sleeping on their fucking back choking yeah right dark yeah. jesus christ but no I, i'm glad you liked it though because nah, I, I, because like i think once you once people have a better perspective maynard they kind of get it yeah no nah, I, I understand i'm still not crazy about the music i love a perfect circle now yeah apc is apc it's is fucking great great and the landlord for example likes apc she likes tool a lot but yeah. she likes apc more because their tool is such a there's no band that you could compare to tool there's nah. no one like them apc almost has like sometimes an allison chains a sound garden sound they have like that Post grunge kind of sound. There's at some. Times. There's some songs sound like very punk rock every once yeah, in a while. They, they, like they, they have sound some, like almost like the Offspring. The, because their newest al- I love their newest album, and it was so much different than the previous two. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like that they did was that cover of John Lennon's Imagine. I hated that. Co- I hated that cover. Yeah, it's fine. I, you can't I, turn a song less. like that into a death march. No, you really can't. Yeah. You can't make it sound like it's a kill yourself song. No, you I, can't. You, um, so you said something about paper straws before. So um, I let me before you <laughs> have your story. Can I tell my... I, I thought yes, the paper yes. straw thing was like, just like here and there. No. So, uh, Landlord now. and I went out for breakfast on Sunday. Where'd you go? Um, we went to Vreeland store right on Macapin. Nice. Um, I wish I didn't say the pl- name of the place because I don't have anything good to say about it. Uh, Whatever. <laughs> the food was... I got pancakes and they were the most unsatisfying... Uh, pancakes should always be good. They were so unsatisfying. You, you can't fuck up pancakes. They, they really did. They did. Um, they were too... Like, they weren't fluffy enough. I like a fluffy pancake. Yeah, it's like, like a sit chat pancake. Sit chat pancake. Awesome. Pop and queen pancake. Yeah, even IHOP pancakes are dope. pancake, yeah. So, um, I get a, a coffee. I get an iced coffee. And That's a water. How you do it. That's how and you do it. I get my iced coffee, and it's a paper straw, and I'm like, Ugh. "What the fuck is this?" Ugh. And I, t- I like, I put my mouth on it, and I'm like, "I'm chewing paper." It's literally disgusting. And then, I'm, and then you're like, you're halfway done with your coffee, you put it away for a little bit, you go to take your coffee back, mm. and you're like, "Oh, cardboard." <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Fuck you, paper straw. It's, it's literally it's so counterproductive because like you're tearing down a tree, dude. It, <laughs> dude, I mean, it, plastic it, it, is worse in theory, but. Dude, it, it happened to us. Uh, me and my girlfriend went to go see John Mayer. We go to the garden, and I I just I hate they the garden. paper straws at the garden. Yeah, so I hate the garden in general because I think it's I think it's such a terrible venue. Great place to go see a show. Terrible place to go it's, see a sport sporting event. The garden event. is like I fucking hate for it. a sporting event. Yeah, and I've I've seen concerts. I saw Muse at the garden before they renovated. I'm sure, I'm sure it. that would have been cool. It was a great show. It was them in uh, Cold War Kids before they blew up. Jesus. And um, it, I know that they rented. I've not been wild. to it since they renovated it. I just think the experience of going to Madison Square Garden is what I don't like. 
like well, the parking. Well, I, I'll, you, so, what parking? No, so I'll tell you what happened. We ended up staying the night. We we got a hotel. We walked. Nice. We walked to the garden. We went to this bar across the street, whole nine yards. So we go in, and we, uh, we're like, all right, well, we're starving. We're drunk before we even got in there. Mm-hmm. We're like, all right, well, let's get something to eat. We, by the way, the food at the garden, amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also, because I was drunk. Places now, their food is fucking killer. Also, because I was drunk, so like, they, what'd you get? Uh, it was a cheeseburger with like bacon jam. Oh Holy bacon shit! Jam balls. Is awesome. You ever had bacon jam? Dude, no. they have a place. So at, they have a place at uh, City Field that serves Wait, burgers with bacon jam. You, you go to Wildwood. I forget what week it is, but they have an entire bacon festival in Wildwood. And I, I went with my girlfriend, yeah. dude. Thousands of types of bacon, and I felt. Does the whole I mean, place just smell like for, bacon? I'm here for bacon, but I, I don't need a festival for it. No, but, no, but, you. But, okay, but, I said the same thing until against, I went. Are you against the idea? No. of a festival for Dude, bacon. No, so no, you no. are here for it. Yeah, but I'm. I'm not like if I'm okay. If but I'm if it was in if it was in your home, if it was in the town that you live in, would you go? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, I wouldn't go I wouldn't out of my way. Out, but yes, you wouldn't go to Wildwood just for that. Exactly. If you were in Wildwood and it was happening, yes, I'm going to the Bacon Festival. That's how yeah. it happened to me. Yes, and that's just how like when I went to the food truck festival, I had yes, no idea it was there, but, but I found out about it. And food truck. Yes, Bacon Jam is surprisingly awesome. It's fucking great. So anyway, so so the we go get our beers and they give it and they give us beers with straws and I'm like. Okay, this is fucking weird. Good way to get fucked up. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen. There's you only so many Bud Lights. Or a straw. You get so many drunk Bud much Lights you can drink. There, there's the goat right Butt there. Light. Ugh, and it's terrible. Ugh, oh my God, the Baldwin family, especially this piece of shit son. Uh, but anyway, so the whole thing, we, uh, we're going. I'm drinking my fucking beer. I'm about halfway through my beer, and I'm going like, I'm having trouble fucking getting it out. And I'm, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, the paper straw collapsed. It fucking disintegrated in the beer, and I just took the straw and I fucking tossed it. And the security guard's like, if you do that again, you're out of here. I, I hate. The paper straw almost as much as I hate the metal straw. It's so stupid. Metal straw's dumb. The metal, metal straw. Straw. I was watching someone with a metal straw not that long ago. Like we were getting ready to go out to dinner, and we're waiting for them because they're cleaning their metal straw. And these things are apparently a motherfucker to clean. And just running the water for ten minutes. I'm like, is but it's that so good for the? Is, I'm like, no, I'm like, is that good for the environment? Just wasting the water. So how how are you gonna how are you gonna feel when you're drinking rusty shit coffee? Oh, dude, it's just so. Goofy. Everyone, so you know dumb. what I say? They're mad at the straws because their turtles are getting fucked. Fuck the turtles. No. Give me f- fucking turtle soup. No, no, no. no. Fuck them. Fuck them. No, no, no. I'm more important than a fucking turtle. Listen, I'm, I'm with I you. I like turtles. Listen, I'm very much with you. I'm team people all the way. But what I'm saying is, is that, people. like, I just, like, I don't know. Team people. Dude, that, that, that fucking video that, like, that straw and that. Uh, tortoise, oh, that turtle it's fucking depressing as shit. Horrific. Is it my fault? Absolutely not. No, it's the but asshole's now, fault, but they gotta ruin it for everyone like you or me. I'm going, next time I go grocery shopping, I'm buying like a thousand pack of straws and I'm throwing out all of them but ten. <laughs> paper and cups, okay. Not, paper they're, straws, they're, not. They're not getting recycled. Nah. I'm also gonna buy the like the, the aluminum, that, or not the aluminum, the plastic rings that they oh, keep right. like yeah, six yeah. packs in. And you're not I'm not cutting them, I'm just throwing them right out and I wanna just trash animals in the ocean. Fuck them. Fuck no, uh, fuck them. Right, they fine. say fuck me, fuck them. I'll eat them. Uh, fuck it, I don't care. Okay. You know what? The seafood is better when it's dead and if I can speed up the process, wonderful. Okay. Do, do you, you agree? Do, do you ever watch weird videos of like people cutting up like live lobsters on YouTube. Yes, I have. I have. I was just watching after up. after um, on the Rogan Maynard thing when they were talking about the bugs, <laughs> the guy got stung by the tr- uh, the tarantula wasp. Yeah, right. And I watched the video the guy they were talking oh. about, Coyote America or something. Coy- or- yeah, I always said Coyote Ugly, not the fucking no, movie. No, not that movie. Coyote America and how much pain, he couldn't even lift his arm up. Dude, and I was he thinking, gets like, fucked up by a bunch of got, things. He a bullet ant he did. Uh, no thanks. No thanks. I'm good. Yeah, I, I'm I was right like thinking about like, would I let something like that sting me for a second? No. I'm like, because I've been bit by bugs before. I probably I, we wouldn't. Get the, we get the big wolf at, wolf spiders. 
Yeah, like the ones that are those. like the size of your hand. I've been bitten by those. It doesn't feel good. No, it stinks. But if they're saying they're saying that this um, tarantula wasp is like the number two most painful bite there is, right below the bullet ant. The, I was there's uh, I forget he did the thing where there's some like indigenous tribe in like I forget some where Green Inferno shit. Yeah, but like and like uh, the rite of passage for all young men is like you have to put these gloves on that are filled with bullet ants and you have to Fuck. dance for over an hour. And you know what? Fuck it. the indigenous tribes too. Dude, Send them plastic straws. <laughs> it's almost like the fucking guy from uh, Ace Ventura when he's standing with one leg. Earthquake test! I like when he gets shot in the one like, ah! 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 Hello, Bumblebee Tuna. <laughs> Bumblebee Tuna. Um, Pardon so, me, did he say Quensuosha? So we got two trailers this week. Did we? Um, one of them being Zombieland 2. I love it. Um, I didn't love the trailer. I love the trailer. I fucking love I, I it. I felt this the same way I did about like Jay and Bob's trailer, yeah. where I'm hoping... Because I remember when the first Zombieland trailer came out, I'm like, this might be dumb, and then it ended up being great. Same thing with Shaun of the Dead, and it ended up being great. I'm hoping that it's going to be great, and I'm hoping that they knock it out of the park and they don't fall into the just trying to recreate the same jokes from the first one. That's my biggest fear. They could, and I wouldn't hate it. That's it like it's biggest, also been so long. That's the biggest mistake like a Zoolander 2 did, was just trying to do the Yo. same shit. Although, I actually dug Anchorman 2. It Anchorman 2 was funny. how stupid it was. Anchorman 2 it, was funny. It embraced how stupid it was from the get-go and acknowledged uh. it. I understand people hating it because it was way dumber than the first one. The first one was dumb, and I, I like, love like, Anchorman. The, the, the chicken in the cave stuff. Is hilarious. Dude, when he's when they're talking about the the dreams or the memories they had, yeah. and Brick just starts going, "Do you remember the dream I had about the orange trees with the babies?" <laughs> it's so absurd. I love how they're I in the Winnebago. Laugh at that. I love how they're in the Winnebago, and Paul Rudd just looks at him and so, is like, and so is you, like, uh, "Oh, what's what's this open container of yeah, scorpions? All these bowling balls. All these bowling balls. Who oh, wants chimichangas? Yeah, he's deep frying food, and then shit goes. <laughs> like, how can you not understand how stupid that is? Yeah, it's dumb. And it pre- embrace the stupidity. It's like watching like, uh, I think you should leave. You have to embrace his stupidity. I don't like. How did everyone see like? Oh, this movie. This is so dumb. Like, Sex Panther. That's yeah, not dumb. The whole thing. Sixty percent of the time it works. Every time it, the humor is the stupidity. Yeah. Anchorman two just. They knew they couldn't get away with the subtlety of how stupid it was going to be, so yeah. they just said we're going to be stupid from the get go. It wasn't what, like Goldmember where the whole movie was just one cameo. Yeah. They saved all their silly cameos for the end. Oh, There's God. so many little parts in Anchor Anchorman one is obviously a fucking classic. Yeah. It's still, I I would much rather watch that than two, but I will watch the second one. It'll still make me one. laugh. Yeah, for sure. Um, but with Zombieland 2, I am excited for it, even though the trailer did let me down. Um, but again, what, with the trailer, what am I looking for? I, I, I was, what am I looking for I was about to say, I don't put too much stock in a good or a bad trailer. A good trailer elevates yeah. it for sure because it makes... Well, because I finally watched yesterday. Yeah. So, like... Again, that's a perfect, perfect example of how much I wanted to see that movie. And when I finally saw it, I was like, Egh. It was disappointing. Yeah, very, I heard very, it was way more of just a romantic movie than it was about the Beatles stuff. It's a rom-com. Yeah, see, that's, and, and, that's and that annoyed me. me. But like, but that's good. A good trailer could sell your movie ten Look times over. DM I just got. What does it say after the name? Okay. The last two words. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I don't even know who it is. They said fuck you. That's awesome. To the You Watch I Listen uh, Yes, account? to the You Watch I Listen. This is what happens to me. I get all kinds of stuff you that I'm a sexist. You get people sliding your DMs get people sliding in the You Watch I Listen DMs regularly. I, I, and I, like I, I usually, because I don't want to get inundated with... And now, the same person who said fuck you sends me a DM. It just says, what's up, bro? So that's got to be someone we know. No, I, they've been doing. They've been calling me a racist for weeks, and I just don't reply. <laughs> Actually, I did reply. I sent the picture when we were visiting Caitlin's uh, f- sister. I just said okay. her name. Shit. Uh, whatever. She won't listen to this one. Uh, we were visiting Who? her family. Uh, landlord. We were visiting her family, and obviously, um, 
he's from Nigeria. Yes, yes. And I took a picture of some of the art. Okay. <laughs> and I sent it to them. <laughs> and they were like, maybe you ain't a racist. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, <laughs> hanging out here. Wait, wait. Um, so, Zombieland 2, and the, the creators and writers, and I think the cast said they've already talked about 10 years from now doing a Zombieland 3 because it's 10 years between Zombieland 1 and 2. I'd be down. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, Woody Harrelson's going to be old as dirt then. He's old as he dirt looked, now. He hasn't really aged since well, the first Zombieland. He looked exactly the same as he did from White Man Can't Jump. Kingpin. Kingpin, Kingpin. is my Kingpin, Kingpin is one of my favorite comedies ever. And yeah, it, Kingpin's really funny. Dude, there's a giant, so we gotta run. There's a giant shit cloud coming. <laughs> <laughs> then he's in the bathroom. He's like, do you need help? No, I think I can figure out some things for myself. They pan out, and he's sitting in the urinal, taking a dump. Fucking Bill Murray. Um, another trailer we got that Josh and I were talking about before we started recording that uh, I am extremely excited for uh, is Martin Scorsese's next film, The Irishman, uh, bringing together Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, and out of retirement, Joe Pesci. Uh, Pacino's playing Jimmy Hoffa. Okay. Um, De Niro's playing uh, Frank uh, Sheenan, I think his name was, um, and I don't know the exact timeline of the story because Hoff was obviously not missing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they use the de aging technology; like it's crazy how much younger these guys look. Yeah, and I mean Scorsese going back to the roots of a Goodfellas, Casino, Mean Streets kind of story. Mean Streets has me unbelievably excited. Right, and. Uh, there's already been great reviews for it. It's debuting at the the film festival in New York in September, and it should be on Netflix in October. Okay, because it's not going to be in the theater. They might do a two a two week run in the theater so they can get Oscar nominations. That'd be good. But it's going to be idea. right to Netflix, which is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. That is at the top of my list of movies I am excited Especially for. Especially for a Scorsese film, that's a big deal. Yeah, dude. I mean, well, he signed a huge deal with Netflix because he gets paid up front. Dude, I would and too, man. The it's, amount it's of money they're shelling out to, to people like because this. Even Scorsese's best movies aren't necessarily huge box office draws. I think his go. two top grossing movies are Shutter Island and Wolf of Wall Street, yeah, well, which by Street no means sure. are his best movies, yeah. but they're awesome. Like, I was talking to someone about this. We were having a conversation about Scorsese, and I've said a million times, I do love The Departed, but it is not in my top five to ten Scorsese movies. It is for me, even knowing what that it's based off of something else. It's just that's the first Scorsese movie I watched that made me go whoa. Even the filmmaking is in normal Scorsese standards in that one. Like that scene at the end with the where they show the rat walking by. That is too heavy handed for Scorsese for me. I still like, like we it. get it. I dude, well, I love the department. I, I, I just watch I, I, it again. No, I, I love. I'll the tell Departed. you, there's other thing that I like. Can't that touch I, Raging Bull, Taxi Driver, no, King I, of I, Comedy, I, Casino, no, Goodfellas. I, I completely. And you even told me you watched King of Comedy not dude, too long ago. How King, great! I just watched it last night. Yeah. King of Comedy, it was so ahead of its time. And obviously, I wasn't alive when it came out. When you right. read about like how it was received, it is so fucking dark. Yeah. And De Niro plays a mental patient unbelievably well. In a lot of ways, it is like a, a spiritual sequel to Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. Because he, the character isn't that much different than Travis Bickle, uh, Rupert Pupkin. And there's just so many... Uh, I see the terrible things in my life, <laughs> and I'm, I make uh, I make fun of them. <laughs> like It's just such a, a strange movie, and the fact that you got Jerry Lewis playing pretty much Jerry Lewis <laughs> in the movie. Right. Um, but... As far as the the scope of Scorsese goes, there's other ones you have to consider too. Gangs of New York, I unbelievable. Just, dude, it was like seven dollars on iTunes. Dude, bought it immediately. the Last Temptation of Christ with Willem Dafoe, Kundun, which no one has seen, and uh, the, the most recent he did three movies about Christianity: uh, Last Temptation of Christ, uh, Kundun, and most recently Silence with Andrew Garfield, Liam Neeson, and Adam Driver. Mm. It was brilliant. It was a brilliant movie. His, Adam Driver's in a lot of shit now. Adam, huh? Adam Driver is like quickly becoming one of like the sought after Andrew Garfield to an extent too I mean he did a movie with Mel Gibson and Martin Scorsese in the same year mm-hmm. that's kind of a big deal yes there's a certain act directors that actors like 
it's like a dream to work for. Yeah. Tarantino is absolutely one of them. Look at every all the time whenever Tarantino has a movie come out, people just taking small roles in them, like Jonah Hill and Django Unchained. Yep. In this one, the amount of people that were in it, even in small parts in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, was ridiculous. It's insane. I mean, there's certain people well, you just want to work well, with, especially if you're if you want to be in like a big like a uh, big all time like uh, franchise. Like even Daniel Craig was the uh, was the stormtrooper that gets um, yep. that it, gets forced. Simon Pegg was the alien that was trying to that Ray was trying to sell to so, in um, the first in uh, the Force Awakens. And I like stuff like that because it shows you that these guys they're not just act like they're also fans. Well, you know yeah, what I mean? And like I mean, and when I, you look I at someone that. like Jonah Hill, who he said forever his dream was to work for Martin Scorsese, and he finally and did. when he did Wolf of Wall Street. He got only pay, he only got paid sixty thousand dollars. He took the lowest pay possible just to work with Martin Scorsese, and he got an Oscar nomination out of it. And which actually you just watched Wolf of Wall Street. Well, again, I was right? say, Wolf of Wall Street's awesome. We, we we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, after watching Moneyball and then Wolf of Wall Street again, he definitely should have won for Moneyball. He was better in that. Well, well you know, maybe look, not one, but you no. look at who he was going against. No, that's that year. The, I shouldn't have said I w- one. I would I, I would have loved to see Jonah Hill win because you think it's is Jonah Hill. This is the kid that we saw it and accepted and buying the goldfish shoes. And forty year old virgin, yeah, and then in uh, super bad, obviously. Right. Speaking of super bad, did you see the trailer for um, Good Boys? Uh, I saw it. Yo, yeah. that's gonna be fucking funny. It looks it's super bad with middle schoolers. It looks super rogue. Oh, it's like, gonna be really. Rogue. You know what I mean? Like they're watching porn. They go, that lady has a lot of husbands. And she's <laughs> about to take a bukkake. <laughs> bukkake boom. A uh, bukkake boom. Um, Can I tell so- you what I'm so surprised of? That Matt Schaub's still in the league. Yeah, dude, Matt Schaub had a two-year run where he was like an he was like a top great. ten quarterback. Yeah, it was, it was crazy, dude. Yeah, thirteen was, and three with Gary wild. Kubiak. Um, the other thing they announced this week, and I think filming it's going to start filming soon, is Indiana Jones five. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, I hated Crystal Skull. I hated Crystal, Crystal Skull. Is not the good. first time I saw it, I was like so enamored with having Indiana Jones back. I was like, oh my god, it's another Indiana Jones movie. And then in the first fifteen minutes, he gets into a refrigerator and survives a nuclear blast. I was going to say the what is a lead refrigerator scene. Yeah, him. and not like even if he did potentially survive the blast, how did he not come out with every bone in his body broken? It's fucking launched like three miles, and then the, the aliens at the end of it, like the crystal it, skull. It had George things. Lucas's stink. All and obviously, I love George Lucas, but this was the point when George Lucas became such an obvious storyteller. Yeah, and the heavy CGI. One of Spielberg's worst. Um, so I don't know how I feel about that. Um, so another thing is there that, like a new Indiana Jones? That no, there. I I don't know yet. I oh, don't know. So we it's it's just announced. It that's could it. be that Harrison Ford is doing it one last time. It could be a whole new thing, but it's going to be Indiana Jones five. So I'm assuming Harrison Ford is going to be in it. Um, the other thing that came out this week, um, the writers of Avengers Endgame and obviously Infinity War uh, have interest in writing a story for another famous superhero that hasn't been done justice on film. For my money, since the seventies. Since the seventies, who could I be talking about? Superman. Superman. They want to write a Superman movie. Do it, dude. Anything has to be you better than what it. they put out. And Man of Steel was not a bad movie. It just, just took the essence of Superman, and it wasn't Superman anymore. It's, uh, it's fucking Kevin it's Costner in a tornado, dude. The tornado, and then <laughs> Superman ripping his head off. Like I'm, I know that it's supposed to be a darker universe, yeah. but Superman is not Bruce Wayne. No, I say my, Michael Shannon Josh, saved that. Hit the light. Yeah, Michael, Michael Shannon was the best part. He saved that movie as Zod. He was absolutely brilliant as Zod, and it wasn't a terrible movie. It just, well, it they just tried so hard, well, and Zack Snyder can't do. And I told Josh about Zack Snyder years ago. I was like, this guy could make a, a movie that looks incredible. And he has a couple good ones. I like Watchmen a lot. Um, but even in there, you could see his flaw in storytelling in Watchmen because it gets a little 
he picks it, some bad actors in it. Well, I would say it also gets it gets very choppy at some points. Yeah, like, okay, editing. let's go. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I'm I'm very excited for the Watchmen series. Although the the author of the novel is all pissed about it, of course. He's pissed about it all he he's, wants. He's pissed because I get it. It's your original. It's your baby. Dude, the, they, gra- the graphic novel is incredible. Of course it is. Of course it is. It is incredible. And I know most people that like the graphic novel did end up liking the movie. They were just able to acknowledge the differences. And the same thing with that show that everyone's talking about now, The Boys. Everyone's raving about that on Amazon. I, I guess it's I a Seth Rogen produced. It's supposed no, to be I, unbelievable. I gotta, I gotta see. I gotta start watching that. I, I mean, I'm I, I, probably I, talking to your microphone too. I also I, I, no. have a, I have a Prime account. I should be using it. More yeah, you should. Though, I use honestly. Prime pretty often. You gotta watch Man in the High Castle, dude. You'll dig it. Really, yeah, Man in the High yeah. Castle is good. Right, I never cool. finished it, but when I was watching it. Because I'll do that with a ton of shows. Like, I like them, and then I just stop, and then I'll start again in, like, six years. That's, yeah, that's what happens It's like what I did with The Leftovers. Like, I watched the first half of the first season, and then I was like, why did I stop watching it? And then I started on, during season two. I was like, all right, I'm an asshole. <laughs> um, so it would be cool if they can actually get a Superman story and a movie. Because for my money, there hasn't been a great Superman movie since Superman, Superman 2, 2, which was obviously Neil before Zod. And Un- that's uh, Marlon Brando. Well, he was he, he was in it. He was uh, no, he, I'm, no, he, 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 he was Jor-El, yeah, correct. Um, and obviously the original Superman's great, and then they get to three. I I say, and this is controversial. I guess it's like a hot take of sorts that even though Man of Steel didn't come out that long ago, Superman Returns has aged better as a Superman movie than Man of Steel. <laughs> Superman Returns plays like a Superman movie. It's got all the, the Superman stuff in there. Brandon Routh was not that terrible as Superman. No, he, he was. They just told him you have to play. Uh, Christopher, Chris, Reeve. Christopher Reeve just yeah. don't get on a horse um, okay so <laughs> I saw a video um, the Fortnite World Championships were this past weekend gonna, at um, Arthur Ashe Stadium in Flushing, Metal, F- Flushing Meadows Flushing Meadows um, so I saw a video, a video of a kid that he came in 5th place uh-huh. do you want to know what the 5th place prize was is it over is it 6 figures $900,000 easy yeah. and in the video the kid is crying hysterically he's a fan <laughs> That's exactly right. The kid is crying hysterically, and his father's telling him, like, it's like uh, Reservoir Dogs, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. I'm thinking, if I won $90 and I was crying, my dad would have smacked me upside the head. Yo, he just won 900 grand. You won 900 grand. Your college tuition is paid, stupid. And God knows if you're that good at it, you're going to be in more tournaments. And you're sobbing. I understand being competitive, but it's a video game one. You're not like in a wrestling tournament yeah, or right. the state championships, even county. You're not going for the county championship. Yeah, right. You're not like you're playing ugh. a fucking video game. This kid's father should have fucking smacked him. I would have smacked the shit out I of him too. I, even if he didn't smack him, scold him. Be like, man up, dude. Like you, you, like, you, you should have been the dad. Won, $900,000, stupid. Dude, you should have been the dad from this fucking movie that I just watched, being a dick to his kid. Which, oh, from Magnolia? Yeah, from Magnolia. No, I, seriously, I would have been less mad if he pissed himself during the tournament. I just... But I, I, to, uh, cry, to cry hysterically over winning $900,000. I wish. And then the I father wish. acting like this kid got disqualified. If he got disqualified or if he came in last and didn't get anything, you know, cry. Even for a video game. How old is this kid? I don't know. He's like a. He's he's, he's, he's got to be fourteen. He's old enough where he shouldn't be getting consoled for winning nine hundred thousand dollars. So he's like fifteen or sixteen. He's years old, old enough to comprehend the the aspect of competition, right? Okay, and you can't understand being that competitive until you're about 10, 11 years old, dude. You you do competitions, but you don't get that true competitive fire until you're around that age, dude. The 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 like the amount of money being thrown around esports right now is astronomical. No, it's, it's crazy. Like, dude, it's almost like the NBA free agency when Timothy Mozgov gets a max deal. It's like something ridiculous. It's pretty 
fucking wild. And like, I, I especially saw that video like, like that's Fortnite. That's Fortnite, dude. Overwatch, especially in Korea, dude. Stadiums show North up. North Korea? People. No, like just. <laughs> I know. Sure. I'm just kidding about North but, Korea. But like, um, dude, stadiums of people show up to watch people. Yeah, play dude, Overwatch. it's crazy. It's incredible. I mean, that's why I keep telling my buddies because I play Overwatch every once in a while. I tell my buddies, I go, listen, no matter how good you think you are, there's about a million people in Korea that are ten times. Better oh, than of you. course there are. They're better at ever. They're better at math. Yes. Is that racist? No. You know what I think? Uh, one of the most cunty things in the world is about these types of competitive games. What's you? that? When you see people <laughs> tweet at the uh, at the developers that the game isn't like refined Ugh. enough. Ugh. It's like, hey, I just lagged. I, I just lagged yeah. and I stepped on the grenade. Yeah. Did, like, did what the actual problem is is that you're a fucking cunt and you suck at the game and you're not as good as these kids that Dude, play it competitively. Stop you, fucking complaining. You, it's a video game. If you tweet and it's like. The the game itself is having major server issues, but if it's you suck, mm-hmm. yeah, shut the. Fuck I saw up. somebody that we know <laughs> tweet at a developer last week, and he said, "Hey, at Apex Legends, you need to fix this character's hitbox." It's like and yeah. everything like that. Is that who it was? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think Clucci, I have a bone to pick with you because I know you're listening. <laughs> Just calls him out. I don't care. Fuck him. <laughs> I need you to change your fucking playlist at work. <laughs> I've been hearing the same, like, I heard, um, so am I still waiting? Like, Sum 41. That's five, just an old song. I heard it five times today. Why? Yeah. I don't know, because clearly he's still living in 2004. So that, that's, that's like, not even, like, their best song, dude. <laughs> no. Like, are you kidding me? I just, uh, you need to change the that playlist. That wasn't even good. Yeah, no, that was bad, Sum 41. Yeah. That was when I was not into them anymore. They had and a good that, album. That, that's okay, One. Sum 41. Yeah, I would say okay, Sum 41. I just need you to change the playlist. You need to add some songs. Make a new play. I don't know. This is an idea. This is I, 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 I think you just. I think you just hate his music. Because like uh, no, because there's some no. stuff I hear. Like he was. Thrice came on today yeah. a couple times. I'm fine with that. No, because I remember he he was playing. Uh, some of my friends sell drugs. Yeah, he was, he was playing the, the new Trophy Eyes record. That, oh, that, that song you like. made me so mad. I hope all your friends sell drugs and it's fentanyl. <laughs> <laughs> like I just need you to change your playlist, buddy. Please fentanyl. for the love of God. Did you hear about this woman in Walmart? <laughs> this, sounded, this, this is already going to go well. So, this could be anything. She, she, this woman walked into a Walmart. She went up to the, the produce section and she just pissed on the potatoes and then left. <laughs> okay. So first off, they did arrest the woman. She came forward because her video, uh, I guess uh, they saw her walking in and then the employee saw her actually like drop down and piss on the potatoes. That's awesome. So here's my bigger complaint, though. <laughs> Who the fuck is going to Walmart to buy potatoes? <laughs> like, I think the Walmart sells sold, like, yeah, sacks like some of potatoes. Walmarts, they have like a pro- even yeah, Target has the, like produce the, sections. The, the, the Walmart, superstars, the super the super, center. super centers, yeah. And Came in we've for been a to sack. Walmart Super Center before. Have we? we? Are? Yeah. The with night, Wayne? That night with Wayne, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, when I ripped this shirt. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Howard Michael Kelly. Uh, how, whatever. Now you hey. clearly drew the line who it is. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, who goes to Walmart besides white trash to do produce <laughs> shopping? Like, you go to Walmart if you need to get, like, bulk, like, buying plates or paper towels. <laughs> or sometimes even have, like, a decent band shirt if you're just walking. You go there for an Auntie Anne's pretzel. Yeah. You don't go there for Subway. No. Because you don't go anywhere for Subway no, unless you get a sucks. double meatball. No, you don't get a double <laughs> no, meatball. Dude. But no, dude. You, you get no the item so dude. bad, bro. So, okay, so how do you think they handled... <laughs> cleaning up the potatoes. Did they just throw them out? I <laughs> like, would hope so. You, I think you have to sanitize that whole area that holds the potatoes. Yeah, <laughs> right? I would hope so. Do you think they were red potatoes? No, definitely not red potatoes. <laughs> like Idaho potatoes. No, so she got, golds. I, I she got red potatoes because she's... No, because like, uh, <laughs> she hates Irish people. No, they were, <laughs> she just they were yellow off. potatoes and she gave them a golden shower. <laughs> 
<laughs> get it, P. Oh, oh that story. That guy. <laughs> Who the fuck is? Oh, so you know we were talking last week about Tom Brady no. and the whole video. Oh yeah, we jump. did. Yeah, we did. So there was a new person in the hot take world this week getting attacked, and he's one of the famous, uh, the the most popular targets of the Skip Bayless, Jason Whitlock cunt types. Okay. LeBron. Oh, LeBron. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking. Do you know what about. this? Why they were going after LeBron? Oh, I know why, but go ahead. He was at his son's basketball game, and I guess they were just in like a shoot around, mm-hmm. and he went on the court and dunked, and all the kids like lost their mind. Does he ever not need the attention from? You know how much of a rush it was for those kids at fucking LeBron James. Even if you play with his son, he comes on the court and does a dunk, and you have to make it sound like it's some self-absorbed thing. Yeah. He's the biggest, most popular athlete in America. Fair? Is that fair to say? Most 100%. recognizable? Yes. Yeah. And he's showing up to his son's game still when he's making Space Jam He's too. a coach. Friday the 13th. Yeah. He's he, a coach of his age. But he's, that's team. what I mean. And so then they got to bust balls and rip on this guy. Because Jason Whitlock, who's a fucking... I fucking well, hate that guy. Well, here, well, dressing like he's Patrice O'Neal. Fucking closer to Patricia Arquette. Speaking of Patrice, I just heard a funny bit. I guess when uh, Patrice died, everyone was going out to like you know get stuff for him, and David Tell went with like Opie Anthony. Everyone was like, everyone's like all pissed off and sad. It's like, all right, guys, we're here for two things. We're here for an oversized coffin and a purple suit. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Patrice died. Dude, Tell's one of the best. But no, but uh, a lot of people were pissed. uh, A little, not so much about that, but they were pissed that uh, Bronny, his son, actually dunked in a game, and you know, like what everyone does now. He's capable of dunking. No, so so Bronny dunks in a game, and uh, LeBron James just you know he's stoked. He just watched his son, fourteen year old son, just dunk in a competitive game, and he's sitting there and he's doing the flex. Yeah, ah, and stoked for his kid. And I, but the thing is, don't get mad at LeBron for getting stoked on his kid. Get mad at the guy who like as soon as the, as soon as his son dunks, it zooms in on LeBron, right? Yeah, the that's guy not him. that's not his fault. Yeah, he's hyped for his he's son. stoked for his son. He he's not videoing done the it. same if one of the kids he's coaching that wasn't his son dunk because he's coaching Dwayne Wade's kid too. Yeah, dude, yo, he's got this seven footer that's like 12 years Dude, old that's ridiculous it's just like, lebron is the people that just rip on lebron i have almost no sports respect for because it's the easiest target that shouldn't be an easy target no not at all what his yes he, look i i do like lebron but i admit he has some annoying tendencies he's a little sensitive that's the athlete of today he's a little whiny that's today's athlete can be they're looking at their social media they're making burner accounts does it make him any less great though no, no his problem is that people just have to compare him to michael jordan again we've gone over this conversation a hundred uh, yeah. fucking times and what we will but, forever but th- now they're at the point where they can't shit on him playing right now. So, oh, he was hyped for his son at his game. Nice hit. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm just like, Jason Whitlock's a fucking loser. With Skip Bayless, I get it a little more because he's, he's capitalized on he's it. All, he's also a troll. And he's, he's made a, he's brilliant, ma- he's a brilliant dude, troll. Dude, he's, a made, he's made a career troll. out of being a troll. And there was a point in time, long long before our time, when he was a legit reporter in yeah, Dallas. That, he was a really great writer. Good. He wrote some great dude, books he, about the Cowboys. I, 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 uh, Tom Landry. I, 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 after I watched the Pony Express, the 30 for 30 mm-hmm. about SMU, I read back and read some old articles. He's a fantastic writer. He's a, he was a great writer. He's and he so just, good. He, but he made more money being controversial. That's the. That's fine. Listen, he did. We're in the Logan Paul era of celebrity. He was just on the news saying that he's the the fastest person in the world, and he'll challenge anyone to a race. But also that he's quickly going bankrupt because of the way he's spending his money. Well, also okay, good, okay. So spend it into a shallow grave, stupid. So if you're the fastest person on the planet, do me a favor and Usain Bolt. Not not even Usain Bolt. Challenge this kid who's in high school, Matt Bowling, who is arguably the he 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 ran a sub 10 100 meter. Did you get a strike or something? his name's Bowling. If there's any time for a car crash, Josh, it's right fucking now. I already used the car crash. Doesn't matter, you use it again! You technically can use it as many times. Anytime there's a wipeout. You can't now, it's too late. The joke's gone. 
Nice tackle. Uh, we're watching the Hall of Fame. Well, I was going right to say, now, what, by the way. Was, was that your uh, was that your tribute to 9/11? That fucking bomb. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Jesus Christ! We shouldn't tribute 9/11 though. I'm not saying that was your tribute. That's true. I do love 9/11. <laughs> that's ten times worse than what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but like, but there's this kid Matt Bowling who's like, a ri- who's so goddamn fast. It's so ridiculous and it's so funny. Like watching him run, it's just like, like a fucking gazelle. So but he, yeah, but this so lo- he blows this, his knee out. How the fuck is this Logan Paul kid still in the news? Because he's popular with middle school. And high schoolers, they love him. They believe everything he says. He's did, turned them all into fucking did, flat earthers. Did you did you see the name of his like his posse called the Low Gang? Ugh. It is so douchey. Douche Chill Central. I will- <laughs> that's true. That's true, Mal. That's true. No, so yeah, but that's the era of celebrity we're in. Yeah, and that's very. You know, we're just talking about king of comedy. That's all about the person looking for quick fame and thinking it's easy and it comes to them. And we've enabled it to such a point. Um, it's it's pretty uh, shitty. It's pretty stupid. Um, oh, did you see the brawl the other night in the Reds Pirates game? Yes, I did. Yo, yeah. Amir Garrett charges the Pirates dugout. Respect, Balls a lot of respect. Him. And then there, the best part is Yasiel Puig is in the middle of the brawl as he's in the process of being traded to the Indians for Trevor Bauer. Yeah, and they announced all the suspensions for that brawl today. Is Yasiel Puig one Puig of them? Puig is suspended three games. That's I nothing, believe Garrett whatever. got. Eight games. If you're a relief pitcher, that's you know that's four, fine. four or five games. Wow, um, stupid. I hate preseason football. I know it's football, but it's so sloppy. I know. And the fact that I know there's no game planning, it's annoying to watch because you can't see like if you're going to be good against a, a three four, a four three, yeah, a right. West Coast, that kind of thing. Well, I, I'm just I'm just watching for a lot of guys like uh, Brandon Langley. I'm watching Sua Cravens. I'm watching Adam Gossis. Yeah, Gosses. no, I'm I, watching I think a lot you of look the other for those guys. those guys on the fringe. Yeah, that's those what kind I'm of guys, yes. the rookies. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that brawl was pretty wild. Um, lot, I was, again, you said a lot of respect is for, for him. He didn't just give fucking, a fuck, and he just went right at him rather mm-hmm. than waiting for him to come to him. What most pitchers do. There's there's a picture. There's a picture. Excuse me. There's a picture somewhere of like five pirates wrapped around this dude, and him just getting ready to throw. He he Yo, gets he, one clean shot in with sloppy punches. He cracked Chris Archer in the face a couple times. Yep. Um, so did you? Uh, do any of you guys use Capital One for credit cards? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys get breached? Yes. No. Do you know about the breach? No. You didn't, okay, Capital so, One guy. Wait, the, he no, no, is Capital I'm, One. He, well, he doesn't know about I'm the breach. I'm saying that this is part of my identity getting stolen a couple weeks ago that I told um, you about. So Capital One, had a. you should look into this. Uh, they had a massive breach. Over 100 million uh, credit card applications were stolen. Over 140,000 social security numbers. Um, and it was done by a random woman in her apartment. Oh, cool. So, so um, yeah. you are entitled. They're giving, I think, anyone that has Capital One uh, is getting like $125 if they file the claim. Oh, no. You're talking about um, the... Uh, this just happened two days ago. No, the $125 thing, that's, uh, I think, like Equifax or something. Oh, that's, you're, you're right. Capital One is doing some type of compensation payout, but this woman just literally... I watched the video of the FBI coming in, guns blazing to her apartment. I would too, dude. Dude, that, that, that she, she literally did it just for the... I, I, I have a little bit of respect for it. No, because you know what? It that, wasn't... That's it wasn't straight like, stealing, though. But Look at the she, picture of this fucking woman. She was, what was she stealing it for? No, she looks crazy. I respect that kind of crazy because she's not some kind of part, part of some kind of big syndicate. She's not like in Swordfish where she's some kind of big yeah, right. hacking team. She's yeah. some fucking kook who is smart enough to know how to hack Capital One Bank. 
Suspect in Capital One breach threatened to shoot up California social media. I don't company. respect that. No, not well. As soon as you say that, <laughs> freeze my credit. I don't respect the shooting aspect of it. This is five fact, hours ago. I the fact this. that this woman was capable of doing that, I gotta have a little admiration for that kind of skill. Dude, what I'm, a fucking asshole! You know, I'm, I'm surprised. Like it, Usually, people someone steals my identity, they're like, "Man, fuck you, give it dude, back." If you want my identity, please <laughs> see what it's like living like me for a month. It's miserable. Yes, yeah, I'm great. a miserable person. Yeah. I'm a cynic. I smell. I, I, I jerk off too much. Do you? I jerk. You know how you guys got here before me? I yeah. was fucking pulling one. <laughs> you were I pulling got, your putt, dude? No, I sometimes just get the random urge. Like, if I know landlord's sure. not home, yeah, I'm like, I need to go tug. And <laughs> I need to go just pull my putt. Play tug of war with yeah, someone? Yeah, I need to just yank it. And I just <laughs> fucking cranked one out. Like, I, I was done in like two minutes. Just... <laughs> It was a speed shift. Cack on the way. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it, it's true. You got to jerk off sometimes. Um, Josh, did you know that you're a, a cunt? <laughs> <laughs> but do you know why you're a cunt? Why is that? Because you are one of these asshole millennials ruining Disney World. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. What did you do? No, I, no, go there because is, I go there and I don't have kids. That's the, Which, You know the, what? Fuck them because they have uh, they have uh, paper straws too. And I had to drink a root beer float. <laughs> I had to drink a root beer oh. float out of a fucking uh, paper straw. That, and uh, it disintegrated instantly. So, the second it touched the ice cream, so gone. Why, why, all of a sudden, why all of a sudden is there That's this, the epitome this of a first world problem. Paper straw in Disney World and a root beer do float. You, do you think... <laughs> what the do you, fuck? Do you think there are any <laughs> metrics to measure... Um, the amount of millennials that go to Disney World now compared to any other time. I'm sure, dude. You know what? Okay, so we we go. Not I don't want to say frequently, but like it's a thing we're gonna do every couple of years. We talked about. Yeah, it. We sure. enjoy going. You know, so we've gone twice in the last five years. I was gonna say you've gone at least twice for and, sure. Uh, yeah, and both times it's 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 just such a a thing that's open to everybody yeah. now. You know, there's really something for everyone there. I, I do think. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, people without kids going to Disney World. I think the adults that are like Disney, 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 it's, it's, Disney. It's a little yeah. weird. That's a little much for me because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's a stuff for children. Yeah, you know what I mean, right? But the stuff with I, how are millennials ruining Disney World? How about the fucking price of Disney World ruins Disney mm-hmm. World? Jesus like, Christ! And it's like heat. okay, if you if you kick out half of the fucking people that go to the parks, now your prices are going to go up. Yeah, and you're going to fucking complain about that. Yeah, I just I, the fact that there's these articles. I love when millennials get blamed for everything. Mm-hmm. That's like one of my of favorites. Course. It's great because that's like the thing now, just to blame millennials. They're responsible for all these things. They probably we probably are to an extent. You and know what I the, mean? You know, at the same time, you could also say that uh, the wife is my adult chap. Own, so that's true because you were a child when she was an adult legally that's actually no, true. No, you were a minor and she was uh, a major did, 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 did she show us like her high school pictures and they were in like black and white <laughs> they were in black and white like the way they were taking the picture of the guys under like the big tent like, the glass breaks i think i think she got mad at me one time and i go hey well, what was it like when jaws came out what was it like? i said i've made uh, comments like that there are a hundred times i i said a really bad one the, uh, please like, maybe do tell three weeks ago uh, so she's, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sure she didn't like it when you said it to her, but you could tell it to, you know, a few thousand people. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's all right, it's all right. So, uh, so she's, uh, she, so she turned 38 this okay. past year, and a couple of weeks ago, up. uh, she, uh, she twisted her ankle. Oh, God. what, just walking? <laughs> yeah, and I said to her, I said, you better fucking perk up before I trade you in for two 18-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> if you combine their age, they're still younger than her. <laughs> this is so mean. I like the the wife a lot. She's my friend. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, you know, she's, I would hope she's, so. Bitch, the bitch is old. 
<laughs> but listen, never as old. She as graduated Kalucci. high school in the nineties. Yeah, That's so true. like, <laughs> it's true. We weren't even in middle school. <laughs> she graduated high school. We graduated sixth grade. Wait, this is the best part. She was in college when nine eleven happened. Yeah. <laughs> Why perspective like that? She she didn't have to get carded to go see Jurassic World in the theater. <laughs> Jurassic Park in the theater. Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh, poor wife. Sorry, she's cool. She's so much she cooler than Josh, cool. too. Um, okay, so you see the trailers for that Dora the Explorer movie they're making? No, but I've seen the fucking... i seen the poster post like so all over buses It's like an adult... Uh, she's like... I think the actress like 19. She's, a, she's an adult. No, she is. She is. Really? Like, the actress like, is supposed to be like a more... Like a... Just becoming a young adult kind of thing. Sure. And there, someone wrote a review. This grown man, his complaint about the movie that Dora wasn't sexy enough. Ew. And that the, there wasn't enough uh, love triangle going on in it. What with a yeah, fucking monkey? Really fucking creepy. That's like weird. Like, that's legit of weird. All the things you could complain about with Dora the Explorer. The thing that you choose to go with in today's era where everything is under the microscope, you complain about the sex appeal of a girl who is 19 that's supposed to look. Granted, Josh and I watch Euphoria and it's 20 year olds playing, uh, you know, 17 year olds. Right. And by the way, that's Sydney Sweeney this week on Euphoria, Josh. Yep. She went most. It yeah. was she's a she's a lovely girl, okay. a really lovely girl. That I, um, I do think you should watch it at some point. I probably the show. will. Um, because it is incredibly well done. Um, <clears throat> speaking of controversy in the news, uh, Tarantino came under fire. For what now? Um, because all his movies portray uh, violence towards women, and he clearly has an issue with women. Oh, shut up. And I'm thinking, I... did you see Kill Bill? Did you see Jackie Brown? <laughs> did you see Uma Thurman, who was a badass in Pulp Fiction? I was saying, though, did you even watch Inglorious Bastards? Yeah, exactly. So their complaints, and I, I, this is my, my biggest arguing point to it, is every Tarantino movie, I would say the majority of the people that get the shit kicked out of them or die are men. Is that fair to say? For the most part. Yep. Is, that, is that fair to say? Yes. What a fucking reach to say, of all the things you complain about with Quentin Tarantino, that's what you complain about. Right. I mean, you can complain about his use of the N-word, which he uses gratuitously, especially in his earlier films, and even Django, which made more sense. Um, but like in Jackie Brown, it holds the record for the most time, that word being used. Um, but I thought that was Django. I'm almost no, positive. No, it was because ja- I think it might be per minute it was Jackie Brown, like okay. lengthwise. But um, Jan- Jackie Brown says it a shit ton. I just watched that again the other well, night. It's, I mean, it's also Samuel L. Jackson. You gotta let him go. Yeah, it's also, but it, it's the context of the movie and the violence towards women. It's never just like some guy beating up his girlfriend. Yeah, right. It's always you know this specific kind of thing. I mean, one of the, the two best fight scenes, for my money, in Kill Bill, were obviously um, uh, Lucy Liu in the first one, and in the beginning with Vivica Fox when yep. she's kicking the shit out of her. Mm-hmm. It, it's awesome, and you're you turn it into it, his movies are about violence against women. Well, I mean, in even, what world? Well, I mean, like even to go into like the the hateful eight, which is probably his worst one to be honest. With no, you. Death Proof is still his worst one. Oh, Death Proof. I, yeah. I keep forgetting about that. Is um Russell Crowe's character? No, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell in Death is, Proof. I always get them mixed oh, up. Or in uh, Hateful Eight. In Hateful Eight. Yes, it's like she uh, gets a shit. Jennifer Jason Leigh gets a shit kicked out. But of her also at one. the same time, like she's a tough. Chick, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like she's getting the shit kicked out of her, so but she's she like the fucking, old west, exactly. She's so like Deadwood so and Red Dead Redemption. It's just and shit. one of those things, dude. And just not the, to mention, like, why does she have to so, look like Janis Joplin? <laughs> true. The woman that wrote this article, um, I reached out to her and I tried getting her on the show, 
I and, go. Um, she, I, I respect. She actually, because she got so much backlash, she deleted her Twitter account. So I found her email and I emailed her and I said, "Hey, you know, I want to talk to you about this." And she gave me like a response, like, "I appreciate you reaching out, being respectful, but I think I've said everything I have to about Tarantino." Fair enough. And I replied, I was like, "Listen, it doesn't have to be just about Tarantino, but I think you touched on a subject that we are very interested in, things that we generally talk about, and it's a little deeper than just Tarantino. And I'm more interested in finding your approach to it right. and how you came to this conclusion." Oh. And she didn't reply after that. But that's what a lot of these uh, social justice writers, these very liberal light writers, yeah. they like saying things, but they can't state. There's no depth to what they say. It's all surface level because the things they look at are surface level. Right. They don't look at, like looking at context. They like looking at the headline. Speaking, uh, this was in the news this week. I don't even have this written down, but uh, Mario Lopez got in hot water this week. I saw this in passing. I don't know exactly so, what it's about, okay. though. Let me take a drink of water. Take a sip. Mm-hmm. You cool drink so, of water, you. So Mario Lopez, was having a discussion about the transgender um, and he was saying that you know in his statement he basically said like I have I think everyone should be allowed to live how they want if they're happy and they're healthy I don't think that a parent and I'm not gonna ever he even said I'm not gonna ever tell someone how they should parent but I don't think we should be telling a three-year-old that they can change their gender I don't see any problem with that. Exactly. And he, of course, the the, the pitchforks came out like yeah. you're hunting Frankenstein's monster. And he had to come out and apologize that he shouldn't have said, he shouldn't have said anything because this is what happens. Yeah. All the headlines says, um, uh, Mario Lopez says, children uh, can't be transgender. They, they, children can't do this. That's not what he said at all. It's not though. what he said at all. He was saying that a three-year-old thinks they can be a fire hydrant. They think they could be anything. The story my mom always told me of my two brothers. She said that my one brother wanted to be a gorilla, <laughs> and the other brother wanted to be uh, a street cleaner. Not the p- p- profession, the actual truck. <laughs> so, so that's my... At, a, at three years old, I don't think... I mean, and this may be controversial, but in my personal opinion, which I am entitled to, you're, you change your mind on so many things as you're becoming an adult from yeah. ages eight to 18 and even after 18 you're not sure and not alone not to mention your body isn't fully developed so there's all these things that you have to go through and especially at three to think that they can make a decision like that we don't let well, them vote we don't let them buy cigarettes dude, we don't let them have a credit card it's it, this just brings me back to when i watched eighth grade for the first time and how i would hate to be a, a teenager eighth like middle school oh, or high school really gotta watch you for it in, 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 in like today's world yeah. it just seems like the kids the kids aren't, aren't allowed to be kids anymore like it's it's one of those things where it's like everyone's trying to push their agenda on even of course, small children. Agenda driven. And the, the thing that's is, the world. It's, it, well, that's the big thing. It's are they trying to push agendas on kids? But this has also been the argument going back to the whoa, '60s and '70s whoa, when homosexuality right. was becoming more of a norm, and this gay thing they're pushing. And when AIDS came along, it was called the gay cancer. Yeah. And it's these kind of things. Are they normalizing it? There's, I would there's say two to, sides to it. Hold on. I would say yes to the most minute extent. It's putting sure. more or less, not rationalizing, but more or less putting things in perspective, I guess. Yeah. Now, do do I think that if you subject a kid to nothing but a certain thing, no matter what it is, yeah. they could be more prone to those things? Yeah. Sure. But I also don't think you just one day you're gay and one day you're transgender. It, the argument is, is it a mental illness with transgender? No, I don't know. No. I, I, I don't know. It could be. It may not be. There could be a level of it. I mean, the fact of the matter is transgender people have a very high uh, rate of mental illness and suicides. The, that yeah. cannot be denied. The, but there, there's so many things to that. There is a there is a clinical term for... Is, it's uh, body dysmorphia. The, the, yes. Body dysmorphia. And the, the number one case I could think of and I have the utmost respect for is Laura Jane Grace from Against Me. He... 
she was originally a man named mm-hmm. Max. I forget his last name. Yeah. But she changed her name uh, to Laura Jane Grace and did the whole thing. Did the whole thing. Yeah. Right. And this is actually where my hatred of Jason Ellis originally came in because she comes in and she's. Hap- I, I told you years ago about Jason Ellis that he was a cunt. And then she did this interview with Jason Ellis and mm-hmm. she's trying to have a legit conversation and Ellis just keeps. A, so you cut your dick off? Yeah. Like, it's not even. And it's, it's not even original. It's or not. Funny. It's not funny at There's all. There's no su- and subtleness to it. But the thing is, the reason why I even bring that whole thing up is because earlier in her career. When she was when she was a man, there are lyrics and songs when it's like if I was a woman I would be uh, I would have bl- jet black hair and my name would Clearly be Clearly was hinting at those things. And he said he's felt like this since he was a kid. So and the thing is he doesn't throw it that de- he doesn't shove it down your throat because he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't sure. have it anymore. And also like it's just one of those things. I, that's an uh, that's a lot of respect I have for someone going about your business and not having to make a fucking yeah new absolutely. story and out of it. No, and the thing is uh, going back to the whole idea of it possibly being mental illness. And I think the reason it may be is because if you know. Let's say it's not mental illness, and they are born, you know, as a male, but female is how they feel. You know, they feel like they're a female. How does that not fuck your head up and oh, be, turn yeah. into mental illness? And again, we're going back to this it, whole idea of it can cause depression for sure. sure. I mean, if, if you don't feel comfortable in your own skin, and that goes beyond just things like gender. It, that's you know your weight. That's your your skin. That's everything. Your teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, any anything and everything. Not being comfortable in your own skin and body dysmorphia goes even again. It isn't just gender. It's people that think they're fat when they're 105 pounds. Yeah. It's people that think they're skinny when they're 300 pounds. It's a weird fucking thing. And to t- that's why we just talked about all these different things that are involved, right? Mm-hmm. How many different prongs? Like eight prongs to this. Yes. And the problem is the psycho left thinks that it's just cut and dry. It's not. It's not at it's all. It's not. And it's just like everything else, whether it's guns, whether it's opioids, when it's any of these things that are the hot button issues, immigration, whatever you want to talk about, anything they talked about in the debates, we'll say. Anything sure. they talked about in the debates, the left wants to make it, this is what it is, take the, it or leave and it. that's it, right. And not actually seeing where this is coming from and coming to an understanding There's, of it. They tell you you have to accept it. You have to, and some, some people, you don't, you don't have to accept it. Should you treat people decently? Absolutely. There, there's there's no rationalizing of the facts. There's no rationalizing of a million different um, things that could possibly Absolutely. go wrong with whatever given situation is. And that, that that's where I think a lot of these problems really stand, I uh, stem agree from. I wholeheartedly. So that's just, you know, that's as vague as I could possibly be. All right, so why don't we get into the last word and then we'll just do a quick uh, shoot the shit, I yes. guess, because we got to get a little more material. Yeah, we're going to have um, to. I guess I will go first. Okay. Um, the MLB trade that deadline came and went. It was actually pretty <sighs> crazy because... Fuck. <laughs> then we'll just mesh it into one. All right, cool. Um, Taylor and I will be the same. And Josh, I don't know if yours was. Let me just go first then. Okay, okay, well, go ahead. Quick, you go first. I have a quick one. I have a quick one. Sure, sure. Uh, be prepared to get some DMs about sexism or, or something because I just had a simple comment. Yeah. Tulsi Gabbard can get it. Oh, <laughs> I, I had this conversation earlier. She's a tall drink of water, as Taylor said earlier. No, she she is, um, and I, I really don't like getting political. By far and away, my favorite person on that side of things. Yeah. It, she she's rational. She was great on Rogan a few weeks ago. Um, she she's uh, I, I, the fact that she's in the military and she doesn't want to spend more money in other countries. Um, Yes, but she is a tall drink of water. I would agree. I don't know if that's a hot take because she is a hot take. <laughs> so um, I'm a big fan of hers, though. Um, I, I actually changed mine last second. Okay, so but so I, I was I was I was hanging out with a couple people not too long ago. And transgender f- people? No. Oh, okay. But for whatever, again, it's it's a little bit political. Not that there would be anything wrong. With them. No, yeah, no, 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 no. I'd hang out with them. No, but so I had I guess someone must have been like just like really deep dive on my Twitter, and they came across a tweet that I Done had that. that I had. Do- yes, you have to. <laughs> you're the you're the reason I've been deleting shit. And I've been fucking, and so my... You've been fucking? My buddy brings What's up... What's his name? <laughs> my, my buddy brings up this one tweet that I had towards, okay, towards, towards a specific person. And he goes, 
Why would you tweet at that person? Who was it? Colucci? No. <laughs> we, no. If we went through the tweets and we sent him... I, listen, this is, a, this is a conversation of substance, okay? Okay. Can you, guess who, I, can you guess who I tweeted at? Was it a famous person? Yes. Actor? No. Uh, like a social media personality? No. Musician? No. Athlete? No. Politician? Yes. Um, that should narrow it down. Like that should. It's a lot of politicians. Tweeted Hillary Clinton. No, I would never do Bernie? that. Bernie. No, but you're in. The, you're you are in the correct party. So it's a, it's a Democrat. Yes, it's a Democrat. AOC. Yes. Yeah, I remember when you did that, and I told so, you that's a bad idea. So I tweeted at AOC, <laughs> and so my buddy, I was like, so why would you tweet at AOC? I wasn't tweeting from a political standpoint. I was tweeting from no, a, a pro military standpoint. From, from a pro military standpoint, and for someone that's just being flat out dumb. Um, I forget. AOC is dumb. No way. No way. <laughs> I forget the. I forget Fuck the. It. I forget the gentleman's name who has the one eye when he met Captain America. He Dan Crenshaw. Him. Big fan. Big fan. So th- they were. T- this is a couple months ago. They were talking about some sort of bill about anti-terrorism. Yada yada yada. Yeah. He, I know. We, we actually talked about this on the show once. Yes. Um, so the so sh- uh, he tweets what it, and then AOC goes at him and it says you should do something about terrorism. For yeah. Once. A guy that sir- lost his fucking eye. And the first thing I come. The f- I don't know what happened. Sometimes I just see red with something so blatantly disrespectful. You see red? Never. I've never seen you do that. No, nah, once or twice. And I literally, all I said was, "This is who you choose. This is who you chose." Of all the people to target, the guy that actually defended our country from like, terrorism, uh, like a, a combat veteran who ha- who's, who who has wounded, a purple heart, a wounded, wounded veteran. veteran. He literally served I have our a country. Helmet. Now, <laughs> now I seen it, and yeah. now he's uh, <laughs> and, and now too. now he now he's serving our he's serving our country as a politician as yes. well as an, uh, someone in the armed forces. The balls you have to have to go at a veteran to make like a comment that. like that. I uh, okay, on social po- media. What kind of a precedent does that if, set for if, people that look up to so, you, dude? So your statement: Does she have the right to go after him because he's a, a veteran? Oh, yeah, yes, absolutely. Does she have a right to go after him in this specific case? No. Yes. With what she said, no. And uh, not an anti-terrorism but, bill. But or something then you like realize that. that, and then you think once you slept on the tweet and you let it sit for a while, you're like, I probably shouldn't have tweeted that. I probably because shouldn't have. She has one of those fan bases. Like uh, it's so, and, it's it's like a tool fan and base. T- Antifa kind of people. Like that's yeah. what they're about. And she's so phony. And I see that documentary about her pop up on Netflix. I sometimes I, wa- sometimes I want to hate watch it and just get angry. But like when I was watching the debates with the landlord, mm. she's like going to me like, "Dan, calm down." Because yeah, I'm right. screaming. I'm like, dude, you fucking liar. Dude, I, I Elizabeth listen. Warren talks like <laughs> one of the aliens from Mars Attacks. <laughs> 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 Um, Maybe Jim Brown could punch her in the face. (laughs) (laughs) She might be the one that gets a nomination, unfortunately. No, but like I said, my whole thing is I have no disrespect politically. It is what it is. She has a different stance. That's what she's supposed to do. I love that they can't tell who we actually like and don't like. It's pretty nice. The listener, I've gotten so many DMs. (laughs) Are you pro Trump? Oh, you don't like Trump? I can't tell you. I'm not going to let you know. No, I, I mean, why the, I, I mean, the only thing I will tell you is that the last election, the only person I thought fit to run the country was Kasich. That's just me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I liked Kasich. Did, I did vote third did party. See, I'll admit uh, that. Did you yeah. see uh, a couple of too. days ago uh, for Papa it. Roach quote tweeted yeah. Trump, Trump, Trump. <laughs> I replied to the it. last resort I, re- I, I loved it I replied was, to it what was the tweet it was uh, no collusion no obstruction it was Trump total, uh, no, total uh, no collusion no collusion no obstruction total exoneration and they, w- and they went 
back in and said, suffocation, uh, no breathing. <laughs> cut so, my life into pieces. I, I, I replied about my wife. Yeah. <laughs> I said, cut my wife into pieces. She is a rotting corpse. She, dot, dot, dot. Because she died. Jesus <laughs> All right. So let me get to my point. Um, so the MLB trade deadline came and went. It was a crazy last hour of the trade deadline with the biggest trade coming in after the deadline was over. Was yeah. Zach Greinke going to the Astros? Um, the Mets, obviously. It was actually crazy because our final word last week, you brought up the rumor about the Mets trading Syndergaard to the Padres and then flipping the po- prospects they got from the Padres for Marcus Stroman. And nice. then literally you went home and an hour later I texted you. I'm like, yo, the Mets got Stroman. You're like, what? Like, are and, you kidding? And, I, and then he goes, and he goes, uh, what'd they give up? He goes, uh, two, uh, two prospects. And I, and I look it up real quick and it's like, that's literally all they gave up. They gave, well, they gave up Stroman. their top two pitching prospects and the guy I was hyping up and Anthony Kay and uh, Simeon uh, Richardson uh, Rice or uh, Sidney Moss Sim- Richardson. Simeon Rice. Sidney Moss Richardson, I believe his name is. He's only 19. He was their second round pick last well, year. Well, he's a couple they, years away, they though. They depleted the... Yeah, but he, people already think he's going to be like a top 100 prospect next year. So this is a very high-risk move because you depleted your pitching prospects for it. Although they had such a uh, praised draft this past year, uh, specifically getting the kid Allen, who was they took in the third round, and most people thought he was a first-rounder because they didn't think he would actually sign. They, they, had, nasty, they, paid, they paid him like he was a first-round pick in the third round. Um, so the Mets, and then they... You already have strikeout Then pitches, the Mets, dude. the only other move they made was sending Jason Vargas to the Phillies, um, which, by the way, it's such a Mets fucking move. They trade him. They get a 26-year-old double-A catcher. Which, by the way, if you're in double-A or single-A at 26 years old, you're never making the majors. Mm-hmm. And at first, I'm like, all right, it's a throwaway pick, whatever. And then I realize why they picked him. It's my favorite. It's my favorite reason ever. Because... He's friends with Wilpon's son. He played with Wilpon at Yupon. And he's friends with Yupon, yep. And I'm just like, of course they did. But the Mets didn't send anyone elsewhere. They kept Zach Wheeler. They kept Noah Syndergaard. They, fair- set, they kept Todd Frazier. They kept Edwin Diaz. They kept Wilson Ramos. And now their starting rotation is Jacob deGrom, Noah Syndergaard, Zach Wheeler, Marcus Stroman, Steven Matz, who just had a Maddox performance. The Maddox complete game, under 100 pitches, complete game shutout. And since the All-Star break, they are 13-5. and five. They have the high, the best ERA in baseball. 2.87. Their bullpen also has the best ERA in baseball, which is pretty fucking crazy, despite Diaz having a meltdown in between. Um, but this isn't necessarily my point about it. Um, the biggest the, the biggest losers in this draft both come out of the AL East in the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. Yeah. The Red Sox needed to get pitching help specifically in the bullpen, and the Yankees desperately, desperately, desperately needed a starter. Now, I don't think the Yankees should have overpaid for someone like Robbie Ray, because yeah. Robbie Ray is literally James Paxton or Sonny Gray. He's got a 4.4 ERA in Arizona, where you're in a much bigger ballpark. What's going to happen when you come to the AL East, the American League, and Yankee Stadium? You're going to be giving up a lot more home runs. For sure. Um, but they are taxing their bullpen so much, and I had this conversation with Ralph. I'm like, I know that your bullpen's good, but if you're using them the way you've had to these since the All-Star break, your bullpen is going to be completely spent come October. Mm-hmm. And already, you didn't make any moves to the bullpen either. The last few years, Cashman made bullpen moves. But that isn't really the point of my final word. The point of my final word are all these fucking jamoke Yankee fans that say, fire Brian Cashman. Yeah, that, yeah that's dumb. Up. That's shut really shut dumb. Fire Brian I actually, Cashman. I actually saw a mutual friend of all of ours saying the same thing on Twitter. Dude, say his name. Uh, Oakley. Yeah, I know. Oakley, your brother did it. Stockinger was saying, fire Cashman. I'm like, dude, I understand it's frustrating. Adam, I respect a little bit. Oh, no, more. I respect the shit out of him. I like yeah. Adam a lot. Yeah. But you have one of... If Brian Cashman got fired tomorrow, he'd have a job... Immediately. Within hours. Within hours, he'd have a job. Because 
of the moves he's been able to make. And most of the time, the Yankees have been able to get players back by giving up dog shit players. Dude, dude, they've I've... traded guy, they've traded for players and given up no one. And this time, they teams I think were sick of it and they said we want dude, these guys. I was gonna say look no further than trading Aroldis Chapman to the fucking Cubs and then getting back Glaber Torres yeah, and Andrew Hart. Then signing Aroldis Chapman the very next offseason. They weren't getting like, Zach Greinke. Zach Greinke was never gonna come to the Yankees. Nah. That's a fact. Madison Bumgarner probably didn't want to come but Bumgarner does not seem like a Yankee guy. Well, isn't, isn't that one of the teams and there's no trade clause? Yeah, I believe it is. And that's Yankees. one of them and not to and mention they're in a race He now. can obviously override that but I, Bumgarner doesn't come off like a New York guy to me. No, not he plays in San Francisco where it's an extremely relaxed atmosphere. Especially for someone that tense. Yeah. To, to like, you know, have that type, especially because he's, he's so dominant in the postseason and the Giants he's, are also in a race. Now. Yeah, they, they are in a race. So, but but what's weird, they, sh- they traded everyone else, the, yeah. the Giants. So, I, I'm just, I see cash, I mean, how could you Here's, shit on what he did this year with all the injuries? They're still double digits up in the division, and it, it's definitely getting dicey right now because it, who is your one through three in the playoffs right now? You're banking on Severino and Dellen Batensis coming back and being the Severino of last year in the first half and Batensis as he always is. That's a lot to gamble on. Yeah, it is. Because the way they started this year with having the best record most of the season, this is World Series or bust. It is. If they don't make it to, I'm not even saying they have to win it. They have to make it to the World Series. If, you know, if they don't make it to the World Series this year, it'll be the first decade that the Yankees have not made it to a World Series. Dude, it's just so Think crazy to that. me how two years ago they were... When, uh, no, was it last... Yeah, two years ago when Houston won. Uh, they they uh, made how, it to Game 7 dude, of the ALCS. How close, and no one expected them to And then get they there. got bounced out in the first round last year against a historically good Red Sox team, nonetheless. I think, I'm going to be honest with you. I think a lot of it has to do with Girardi not being there. I think Aaron Boone just being a just being a puppet for Cashman. Well, because Boone if, because, has been well, much better this year. I'm He's just, been no, way better. I'm just saying because Girardi's ability to manage a bullpen and a pitching staff is... Girardi might be one of the best bullpen managers in baseball, but that's, I do hope that's if the Mets could still potentially make a run here, but and if they do, I would expect you know I'd have something. A, I'd have a hard happen. time seeing them getting getting rid of Mickey Calloway if they made a run. Yeah, right. But because Brody Van Wagenen wasn't the one that picked Mickey Calloway, I could well, totally see him still well, dumping. Him. Well, Joe Girardi got fired by the Marlins after winning Manager of the Year. It's well, not unprecedented, especially because Brody's been trading away all of the draft picks he wasn't a part of. Correct. Like basically, Correct. every person he just wants to bring his guys in. And to be honest with you, I kind of I, I, I had that. I dude, that. I have a lot of respect for not trading Wheeler. It's a big yeah, fucking well, gamble. Know, again, because I said after they traded for Stroman that they cornered the pitching market and even though they didn't trade anyone with the cornered market they still have the corner of the pitching market come this offseason because now they can give they can give Wheeler the the qualifying offer then get they get draft pick compensation if he leaves or he accepts it. Or they could trade Noah Syndergaard or Marcus Stroman, get prospects back, and sign Wheeler long-term. And Wheeler had a great game today. Wheeler was amazing today. He could great have gone deeper, today. but it was he hasn't pitched much since coming off the DL. And that's fine. So I just I think Yankees fans needs to need to get over themselves and thinking that teams should just give up players for your shit prospects, like talking about Noah Syndergaard for Aaron Hicks. And and uh, Talkman, no, get, get the fuck out of here. You're giving me Garcia. You're giving me three of your top prospects. I need that Garcia and, kid. And, yeah, you're right. And that's the thing, like Yank, and they to blame Cashman because and Cashman has been in his time as the Yankees GM, the number one GM at the trade deadline. And you want to know why he's the number one GM at the trade deadline? He's the only one that still has the same job with the same team. Everyone else has different GMs. There was there was a couple days ago, there was like, uh, or two days before the trade deadline, there was this quick rumor that uh, Syndergaard to the Astros. That was yes. a big one. I heard Astros and Rays got in and late. Rays got in late. And the big one was they didn't want to part with that that, ki- that kick-ass outfielder, yeah. Tucker. Yeah. And I think that was the only reason that kept Noah and out of Houston. Exactly. And, and that, I think that Houston even got a better pitcher than they, Noah, to be honest dude, with you. They, well, 
And, and no yeah, one looked well, electric the other night. This is the, the problem that they probably... The only issue you could say with Grenke is that you worry about the... The yeah, blow-ups, because right. he's a little mental. Yeah, he, um, he's got a bit he's of a had some, He's had some good postseason starts. He's had some bad ones. But you need, the Yankees fans need to chill out on thinking Cashman is this bad. He no. couldn't get a pitcher. The options weren't that great. You know, there's a there's a certain thing that a lot of Yankees fans don't, re- don't tend to forget um, that I always remember about. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about the Yankees. There is a certain... When, when October comes around, there is a certain magic to this team. Sure. And yeah. if if you get them in one of those magical postseasons, they'll go all the way yeah. when you don't think that they can. And I'm not saying this team has it, but come on. The way that they've played through these injuries sure, and, it's been, and that, played to the exactly record that I mean. they have. It's not like they're two games up and they needed to build a bigger lead or two games back dude, dude, and they needed to build a bigger lead. People saying fire Cashman is the same guy that brought Urshela in. Yeah, he brought in Are Gio Urshela. Are you fucking Urshela. kidding me? Who's I mean, being phenomenal at third I base? I think because they just lost Luke Voigt for an extended period of time. Um, they're probably going to pick up Lucas Duda from the Royals because the, he just got DFA'd. Duda. Um, they need to get a first baseman because Greg Bird is not the answer. Not that huh. Duda's the answer. If Duda's the answer, what's the fucking Duda's question? Duda's at least got a big left hand bat. Yeah, exactly. In that park, Duda's he should better be than Duda. Bird. Yeah, yeah Bert, remember when Bird is the word was a thing? Yeah. But the, the Yankees are in this weird transition, and the, a lot of the Yankee fans don't get that because they're so used to just get whoever they want. Get whoever they want. Yeah, this usually. past offseason should have been obvious when Patrick Corbin, they didn't give him the money he wanted, and now it looks like they should have because he's been great this year. But the teams that have won the World Series recently and even made it to the World Series... It's mostly homegrown guys. You look at the Cubs. They had a couple free agent guys uh, like John Lester. Um, You look at the Royals. They had a couple free agent guys. You look at the Mets getting there. They traded for Cespedes, and they signed Curtis Granderson. Um, But... You win with homegrown players, which is what the Yankees mostly have outside of Chapman yeah, right. and Tanaka, who even then they bought him over. CC, obviously. But I do think they needed a starter bad. Yeah. But I don't know if the starter was there. So is it worth depleting your farm for Robbie Ray? No, no, definitely not. And I don't even think it was worth it for Zach Wheeler. And I love Zach Wheeler, but the fact of the matter is he had a 4.7 ERA, and you would want to give up a B-level prospect for him. For sure. But the fact is the, Met, the Mets apparently even tried flipping Stroman back to the Yankees, which is pretty crazy, and they asked for their top two prospects, and they said no. Mm-hmm. That probably would have been a good move for him. But then again, they depleted their farm system like we did with getting with a K and Richardson. So just get over yourself with the fire cashman shit. I will tell you the only other thing I didn't like, I kind of wish the Mets went for bullpen help, but I'm happy yeah. they at least got pitching help. Yeah, I'll I, take that. Listen, because, it, well, the thing is, if your bull, if your starting pitching is better, which it wasn't as good as it should have been in the first half of the season, your starting pitching goes deeper, suddenly your bullpen's better because they're not working well, as well. And that's what, that's what happened during the seven game run. Exactly, right now, but honestly. Uh, all right, this was episode 64. You watch, I listen. Um, so this will be dropping Sunday. You'll be yes. hearing this next week. Um, and the week after that won't be an official episode, but it'll be a shoot the shit of just us bullshitting over the last few weeks, different conversations, nothing yeah. specific. Some of them very weird, some of them very Super funny. weird. Um, so we will see you guys in a few weeks. See you in a few weeks. Hopefully I don't die while I'm out there. Hopefully you do. Me too.